They said it was forbidden. They said it was dangerous. They were right. Introducing the paranoid American homunculus owner's manual. Dive into the arcane, into the hidden corners of the occult. This isn't just a comic. It's a hidden tome of supernatural power. All original artwork illustrating the groundbreaking research of Juan Ayala, one of the only living homunculologists of our time. Learn how to summon your own homunculus, an enigma wrapped in the fabric of reality itself, their power at your fingertips, their existence, your secret. Explore the mysteries of the Aristotelian, the spiritual, the Paracelsian, the Crowleyan homunculus, ancient knowledge lost to time, now unearthed in this forbidden tale. This comic book holds truths not meant for the light of day, knowledge that was buried, feared, and shunned. Are you ready to uncover the hidden, the paranoid American homunculus owner's manual, not for the faint of heart, available now from Paranoid American. Get your copy at tjojp.com or paranoidamerican.com today. Why should not an attempt be made to reach the buried wonders of Atlantis? A single engraved tablet dredged up from Plato's island would be worth more to science, would more strike the imagination of mankind than all the gold of Peru, all the monuments of Egypt, and all the terracotta fragments gathered from the great libraries of Chaldea. May not the so-called Phoenician coins found on Corvo, one of the Azores, be of Atlantean origin? Is it probable that that great race, preeminent as a founder of colonies, could have visited those islands within the historical period, and have left them unpeopled, as they were when discovered by the Portuguese? We are but beginning to understand the past. One hundred years ago the world knew nothing of Pompeii or Herculaneum, nothing of the lingual tie that binds together the Indo-European nations, nothing of the significance of the vast volume of inscriptions upon the tombs and temples of Egypt, nothing of the meaning of the arrow-headed inscriptions of Babylon, nothing of the marvelous civilizations revealed in the remains of Yucatan, Mexico, and Peru. We are on the threshold. Scientific investigation is advancing with giant strides. Who shall say that 100 years from now the great museums of the world may not be adorned with gems, statues, arms, and implements from Atlantis? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Illuminati Confirmed. Illuminati Confirmed. Here we are yet again joining me, as always, my lovely co-host Juan Ayala, or as Sam Tripoli likes to call him, Juan Alala. <laughs> and of course, on the other end, up in the top corner on my screen is Chris Prozer from the Men Entertaining Nonsense Again podcast. That's right. The people you know and love at Mensa have put together a podcast with Chris he's a genius and on our show today is uh actually a genius with no sarcasm at all andreas is a brilliant guy who's diving into topics that honestly in my opinion most people with your caliber of intelligence are afraid of of tackling and i'm not trying to put you on a pedestal andreas but you have quite the the pedigree you're a smart dude and you know i've had you on the show several times and you know, I tend to do some fact checking and you're legit, Andres. You've shared a lot of stuff with us. And when you're speculating, you're very clear about it too. So 
It's always Thanks. a pleasure to talk to you and, and get into best. this deep stuff. No, yeah, and, and you know, again, not trying to put you on a pedestal, but I think that it's definitely uh, a testament that you've been here this many times because I try to be uh, skeptical. So here's my Illuminati confirmed show that we all do together where we uh, dive into some of these topics, you know, the secret society, the Illuminati. What are they? Who are they? What are they really up to? And uh, you messaged me and said that you had some stuff to talk about in the light of John D and Shakespeare, let's get right into that right away. So John D for people who don't know was a uh, part of queen Victoria's cabinet or court, right? He was Privy the council and yeah. Right. Get, take it away, brother. Take it away. Let well, us... all right. I mean, I guess like, let's see, where were we before? So we talked a bit about Tartaria and this idea of, you know, and I, I made a meme recently. It's on Instagram. I posted and I was like, this is the best example I have, which just shows a modern map and the Russia crisis with China and everything. And then an old map of Tartaria and how it's right in the middle on the borderline and it's on both sides. And you start to see how it's influential everywhere but you also have all these people that have you know in the 1600s they start writing all these stories about king arthur and the world before and they start inventing a history a prehistory to replace the true history that existed and you have stories a lot of them are from you know these royals who had tutors from italy and then the italian tutors had books from Ireland that came from the Byzantine and they came from Turkey or from, you know, Constantinople, Istanbul. So a lot of, a lot of these stories, they're like the Califa is California. There's this great story that there's this Island that was California. And there's this other story about Jerusalem being in Moscow and another story about Jerusalem being in Scotland. You start to see this idea of people after a reset, when they lost a lot of lives and their civilization, they moved their, whomever they had to new place. And they, took the name of the place with them and they put that name in the place. And this, this is the new Jerusalem. So there's a bunch of these different stories that start to emerge. And Francis Bacon has for since the 19th century been kind of known as the possible writer of Shakespeare. There are other candidates that make a lot of sense and it's connected. I wouldn't say it's just, you know, Francis Bacon because, you know, the Earl of Oxford set, and you start to see in the numbers because there's the Baconian cipher, which is the tool used to, unlock secrets in the King James Bible, as well as in Shakespeare and a number of other plays and other sonnets written by uh, Ben Johnson. And there, there's a whole slew of people that we don't really think about because we remember the Beatles that are, that is Shakespeare. But Shakespeare is this actor who is, he was illiterate essentially. And all of a sudden he was paid to put on these plays for the Royals and for the, the council because um, Robert Cecil, because there's William and Robert Cecil, the House of Cecil, were the highest advisor to the Queen and had kind of, as Puritans who knew that she liked theater and knew that theater was persuasive, kind of disappeared theater during her lifetime as much as possible, but it became really popular again with the, the lower courts in the 1580s. And so all of a sudden they had these plays about what happened to King Henry and what happened to King John and these royal houses and Hamlet's a very clear analogy to the Earl de Vere and you know his life and how he lost the power and how uh, king james took the throne and eventually the house of windsor to the house of stuart you know king george of hanover took the throne because the the freemasons had been working in scotland to maneuver power to remove the families who had been in, in charge of england at that time who had been britons who had been part of this older empire and remember there's all these scraps of the empire that are left over well 
one of the final things that came out, you know, that kind of solidifies this, because there's been so much question about the cipher. There's, there's, it's, it's very difficult to do the cipher um, one way. So there has to be three or four examples to make sure that you can verify that the same thing is appearing. And there'll be things where every line in the sonnet has a capital letter, except for the ones that are F, B, R, A, C, O, N. And that, that appears twice on page 43 uh, in each of the three folios. And then the third folio, it's replaced with he who is the right. And there's Bacon, there's also a few other um, messages that come up. But when Bacon died, a book came out called Silva Savarum, and it was published by Raleigh, who was the chaplain of Bacon. And it is Bacon's work. It says this is written by Bacon, but it was it was published posthumously. And in it, there's not on the table of contents listed, but in it, there is a, a couple, there's a, a whole few pages about the scroll about this place. And it's called New Atlantis. And this is, again, this is like 1610 or something like that. And when it comes out, not a lot of people notice it, but it is very similar or related. You can, you know, there are, there are already our stories like Utopia has come out and there's been a few stories about this idea, but this book says that across the seas, and again, in the first paragraph, it says on the Eastern borders of Tartary, and it starts to talk about how there were Tartarians there. There you go. Great. <laughs> if you notice right in there, it starts to mention Tartary in the first paragraph. And there's, there's, um, there's a few other important notes about this because it starts to say, hey, and the Tartars had been there and the Phoenicians and those of Tyr. And it starts to relate that Tyr and Tartary were related. Um, but it's, it's no longer what it had been. This is now new Atlantis and it's been, it's been evolved. They found a copy of the Bible, the King James Bible washed up on the shores. And these secrets of Nim like rats just built their whole society around this book, the Solomon house. And they are using Baconian method, which is sort of Aristotelianism, but a bit more than Aristotle planned. It's a bit more about scientific uh, method. And so they are trying to use essentially Arabic science and Arabic alchemy and you know, Bacon was all about this idea that metals were made from sulfurs under the earth from volcanoes. And they were really close to figuring out what was really going on. But Bacon said in this book, hey, here's a civilization that has light orbs with electricity in them. And that, well, he says these are beyond the, the means of us to understand, but ways of powering these lights. And that they have phones, they can communicate back and forth. And there's pictures in these woodcuts of dudes with uh, wires connected to the earpiece and they're across the city talking to someone else on a wire. So there's all sorts of talk about, hey, here's an advanced civilization that has all of these things that we're, we're about to have. And it's going to be, you know, found in the new Americas. And this is right in the time when the Freemasons are taking over, but he's not a Freemason. Get this, he's a Rosicrucian. And so the Holy Roman Empire in Germany thinks they're so different than the Freemasons because the Scottish Freemasons, well, they found their new Jerusalem. They escaped after the Friday the 13th, a century earlier, you know, the, after the Joan of Arc and the Knights Templar. And so they've built this new world plan where they're going to go to the places on the maps that Solomon has listed, and they're going to rebuild the temples. They're going to find the manufacturing facilities, and they're going to start turning these things on. But the Rosicrucians also have this information, and they also want to do this. And so all of a sudden begins this power vying between the Rosicrucian Protestants and, you know, the Angelicans and the Rome, the Holy Roman Empire, which is actually more Rosicrucian than people realize. And then you have the Jesuit suppression. And then that begins when the Freemasons really take to the center stage 
And so it's interesting that it's all kind of detailed in this book, New Atlantis, because it shows, hey, we're going to find this place. It's going to have all this technology that's been lost before. They've been isolating themselves so that we don't interact with them. They're basically Wakanda. And then at some point, you know, we're going to, uh, we're going to have to learn from them. And the irony being, everything is founded on that King James Bible. So if we could only learn to be part of this, you know, <laughs> republic correctly, then we'll be saved. And it's very interesting because that's the, the, the entire design for Pennsylvania and for um, the Quakers and so much of the, the liberalism of religion that's mentioned because there's a Jew living in this town at a time right after this and actually during the Spanish Inquisition when it was not okay to have different civil religions anymore. He's thinking again about Maimonides period of Spain when there's Muslims and Christians and Jews and they're able to interact and have scientific advancements. So this is the foundation for how America is built. And we often look to the Freemasons, but I think we miss that, that Rosicrucian arc. Can I, this is absolutely, this is right up my alley, Mark. So okay, I did an episode on King James, the occult origins of the Bible, right? And everything you're saying, bro, is crazy, right? Because these are the guys behind, right? They're trying to take out the Geneva Bible and they implemented this Bible because he was trying to, he was trying to get a marriage annulled. Right. And the, and, the, and the Pope wouldn't approve of it. So he said, you know what? Fuck this. I'm going to break off and do my own thing. And everybody needs to have this Bible in their homes, no matter what. Now, that's one of the big, that's one of the most used versions of the Bible that behind that. Right. This is the whole conspiracy about everything that behind that. These individuals were the ones responsible for one of the most widely used Bibles out there. Right. And the Rosicrucians. Right. They had what you were mentioning earlier. The conspiracy is that they hid Rosicrucian symbols within the Bible, right? In order to, again, these people are alchemists or magicians or whatever you want to call it. They are trying, that's why I always say and tell people, know your history because once you learn where shit comes from that you use every single day, you'll really know what they're, you know, you might try and figure out what their intentions were back then because who knows what they were trying to do. Right? He's has an idea similar. The new Atlantis, Atlantis is similar to Plato's The Republic, right? Where it's like this utopia of philosopher kings. Only certain people could marry each other, right? It could only be white people or whatever, you know, certain demographic that needed to be there. And again, these are the guys behind the fucking Bible, you know what I mean? Like, the, like one of the mostly used, and people would just brush right past that. No, that's uh, that's a conspiracy theory. That's not, you know, that's not Illuminati confirmed. That's just another conspiracy. <laughs> <laughs> but there is, there is. I mean, to the credit of Bacon, in the weirdest way. So, if you start looking at some of the things that happened in America because of this, for one thing, mixed, and not just in America, but in all of the Western Hemisphere, like Paraguay, um, France, uh, Pre President El Supremo Francia forced everyone to marry someone from a different uh, lineage, from a different nation, so that they hybridized all of Paraguay to make an entirely new people that were, and again, they were 99% literate, they had telescopes and you know math and everything, but they were just genocided in a trilateral war when people were afraid that the Jesuits were building this kind of liberation theology republic. So, similar California, was far more accepting of you know different racial uh, interactions um new york was as well until all of a sudden there is a very british um push to change things the nether the netherlanders were you know a state of spain right so spain had been part of this arab state in a nation and they had these 17 colonies during the Habsburg dynasty and then there's an 80-year war where the dutch go from being you know 
a part of the Ottomans and having, you know, eventually like it's a place where you have hashish and you have Western paintings of canvas, you know, also you have this entire fusion of culture that happens where everyone's allowed to do what they want. Spinoza is an atheist. You know, it's this crazy time to be alive, which is only possible because of the Arabic abstraction of the idea of God to depersonify God. It's not really to believe that God doesn't exist. It's to believe God's not a person. Things and concepts that are actually more advanced than most people are using today. And then from there, you know, these were extremophiles. These people went out into different places and they married Indians, like, and trackers would meet with other tribes. And so French Arcadians and, you know, the, the Caribbean, there's, there's so many um, examples well, and, of and fusion what... being okay. And then all of a sudden they said, no more, we're going to ban it in America. I think it's Anthony Tom, uh, Anthony Johnson is an African American. He's an African um, uh, from Uganda or something. He was taken to America as a slave or an indentured servant because there weren't slaves at this point. He was turned into an indentured servant who paid off himself and bought some other slaves. And then he had a slave, he did an indentured servant that he didn't want to return. And that was the first indentured servant to receive a life uh, of indentured servitude in America. So there was the beginning oh, of indentured wow. servitude then. And so Anthony wow. Johnson was like, yeah, no one really looks into Anthony Johnson. But again, he was a very prominent, powerful black landowner in Virginia whose wives and family, they were treated equal. And there were a number of circumstances like that. But all of a sudden, there's a power struggle and they start to diffuse it. Interesting. Right. Well, what's so important about this topic and at least to me and why I love having you here all the time, Andreas, thank you for joining us again, uh, is we learn about a side of history that just isn't in the mainstream propaganda. They don't want us knowing a, how much navigation there was in the age of exploration and what exactly was going on. They want us to have this simplified Pinta Santa Maria Columbus story. And it was all as simple as that. And then the Jamestown colony and that's it. When, when you really understand the level of advanced cultures that were not only here, but all over the planet. I mean, just in this book that you mentioned, I flipped to that page where they talk about Tartaria and it says, you shall understand that about 3,000 years ago or somewhat more, the navigation of the world was greater than at this day. So this is them in 1700s saying that 3,000 years ago, they were better at navigating than we were. 1600s. So, right. Yeah. 1600s. So do not think with yourself that I know not how much it has increased with you within these six score years whatever. Um, <clears throat> back to the more interesting stuff. It says the Phoenicians and especially the Tyrians had great fleets. So had the Carthaginians, their colony, which is yet further West towards the East. The shipping of Egypt and of Palestinia was likewise great. China also, and the great Atlantis that you call America, which have now, but junks and canoes abounded then in tall ships. This island had then 1,500 strong ships of great content. Of all of this, there is with you sparing memory or none, but we have large knowledge thereof. So they're basically kind of saying, you guys forgot all about this time in America when there's a lot more going on than just Native Americans running around, uh, you know, with teepees. I got a question for, for Andreas. We we know right the original Atlantis, the one that Plato talked about, that he got it from his uncle Solon, 
and supposedly Solon got it from the Egyptians. And there's also the conspiracy theory that the Phoenicians were actually the ones that kickstarted, right? This, it's linked to the whole Tartaria thing. What? Uh, I forgot what my question was, but oh yes, yes, the Phoenicians were supposed to be the ones that kickstarted everything, right? And then from there, supposedly. The Jesuits got involved, something or other, and then through the use of black magic, they were able to change history. And right, you have the scrolls where they changed the the uh, the J to an I or some shit like that, or to a one. Can you touch on that? Because I find that part of it all interesting. Where they push time, I believe, what a thousand years forward. So everything that happened happened far more recent than we think it did, right? Like the whole story of Jesus and all that stuff. Are, are you familiar uh, at all with that? Yeah, absolutely. So there's a Fomenko uh, chronology and there's also the phantom time hypothesis. Both are essential um, and they connect to Francis Bacon and to George Washington. 1743 is the leap year that they have. And so you see 17 for the Earl of Oxford and 43 for Shakespeare, which appears over and over again. Oh, um, there's a great video I have on that. I'll, I'll send you a link to be the exertist. You can Fine. But in 1743, the Gregorian calendar starts and the Julian calendar doesn't synchronize until like 1923, which is why it mattered to Fomenko to start looking into this. But essentially, a lot of people's birthdays are a month off, like and death days. So Bacon's birthday is actually similar to George Washington's birthday. It's closer to February 18th, which is Yoko Ono and John Travolta and Dr. Dre's birthday as well. <laughs> there's there's a number, there's a number of weird synchronicities. But um, so it's Dr. Dre's birthday. Yeah, right. What? And mine. Yeah. But in nineteen in nineteen um nineteen eighty one. Happy birthday. They, thank no, you. Dr. But, yeah, but in nineteen eighty one they found uh records from um Edward Devere, the Earl of Oxford, that proved that he had had, you know, a love affair probably with the Queen, might have been the bastard son and has this whole Oedipedian thing that he didn't know that he was this, the bastard son of the Queen and ended up in a relationship with her and then had another son who would have been the next Earl, but then was murdered. And so there's a whole other story there and that Bacon was probably an illegitimate heir as well to the throne. Um, but okay, so the thing with, with the Phoenicians, because this this comes up, the reason also is you look at Pericles and the plays that they were interested in. These you know, The last play of Shakespeare is only halfway written by anybody's account by him. And it's about a Tyrian prince. And Euclid's important to the Rosicrucians and the Freemason. And he's not a Greek mathematician. He's a Tyrian mathematician. And what a Phoenician is, is also an interesting idea because it'd be like saying a European, you know, mm -hmm. because at some point, someone from the city of Tyr or the city-state of Tyr, which was like an Atlantis at one point. And you start to realize, hey, Herodotus talked about this too. Um, there's a bunch of examples in Mauritania and Spain and Portugal in places that Portugal was conquered by and ended up conquering once Portugal became in charge after the reset in so many circumstances. Look at Spain controlling Taiwan. It was Spanish Formosa because it was Arabic Formosa, but then it became Dutch Formosa because the Spanish lost control of the Dutch and then it became, you know, uh, independent trading colonies. So we lose sight of these ideas, but Tyrians, you know, they were, that was a major city and Euclid came from Tyr and that's where so much of the math behind the civilization uh, geometry was used to build these 23 mile ring city systems. And this, the, also the idea of a ring is a, is a misliteration of the hypersurface. So if you look at the idea of hyperbolic geometry, 
these have to do with resonance and that's why you start to find these star forts right and so bastion forts are the snowflake like forts that have rings when you're down low but when you start to look at them from larger like if you're in denmark and you see the mario brothers like snow you know star fort looking everywhere these have these rivers that path around them they generate energy from the water moving through them and you can find them everywhere so the beginning I guess the takeaway is that Tartaria was a series of Atlantis. It wasn't just one Atlantis here or there that just the rest of the world was this brave new world desert or something, you know, and eventually people took over and took the scraps of each city state that was left as much as they could you know, after the major reset and disaster. I don't know if that answered your question. Oh, wait, sorry. So then you talk about the phantom time hypothesis. That yeah. was a setup for the actual question. <laughs> ah, so the phantom time hypothesis is that in 1720s, there was 300 years that were added to the calendar. And then um, because 1000 looked better, the idea of in the year of our Lord, yeah. the pseudo, pseudo Isidorian decrees, 1666, they burned the uh, London and the beginning of, you know, new post, you know, Libertine London and also most of Amsterdam because the 80 year war, you've had iconoclasm and you forgot everything. They just start telling everybody that it's a thousand years later, but it's really like 400 years later. And then they say, oh, well, this happened and this happened um, so long ago that you don't even have to worry about it. But then they'll say, hey, this king or this god was really a saint and this saint was part of this line and then they'll use this line of this king was born here and he died then this is his birthday but this is his son's birthday and death day and his son and you'll have 10 kings birthdays and death days then you'll go some other place and you'll see in another historical account the same birthdays and death days of 10 other kings that go in a line and you'll start saying wait these are the oh they're the same story they just chronologically mm. erased everything they can about european history and it's beautiful in the in its evil madness because if you were to just erase history and you were to find it again it'd be really easy to pick it up but if it's just shredded and it's mixed up into catholicism it becomes really convoluted and hard to figure you know figure out where it starts and ends and becomes uh the the, the original religion so the historical the historical timeline was kind of in 1923 the soviets started realizing that there were some mis discrepancies by the 40s anton um let me uh, cut you off give me one second mark is calling me i think something happened with his, with his connection oh brutal glad you're recording yo what's up mark <laughs> send you an invite you can't come in with the thing let me write this brutal time down so i can edit this out technology brother Participants, how do I do this? Invite, copy invite link. Right, I'm gonna send it to you right now so you can jump in. I'm about to drop some fucking fire right now. I just sent it to you. Did you get it? All right. Yeah, he got disconnected. I don't know what happened with his connection, but we'll wait for him. To it help. was that good, man. They just yeah. don't want the people to know. We yeah. just, I mean, they knew it. Like, if I were just, I was about to get into Anatoly Fomenko. They're like, uh-oh. That's when they're going to find out about Jason. Yeah, I want to get your, your take on. <laughs> there he is. All right, let's. Are you good, Mark? Yeah. 
All right. All right. Can I get? Can I jump? So Anatoly Timovich Fomenko, born in like 1945, grows up in Stalinite Soviet Union, which is they're taking everybody from Tatarstan, and you know, literally Tatarstan is now a state in uh, the Russian Federation, and they're putting them in gulags. Anyone who has a gulag background, who has any generational knowledge of what happened before, and so this guy has to look through the discrepancies of history, and he starts realizing, hey, there's another line of history that is inside of this it looks like more like a thousand years ago maybe then we need to reevaluate everything and i think also he graduated in like you know he was like 1960s guy so 1967 69 was wild and crazy guys even in the soviet union so he was looking into it and said hey there's this other history we need to start to exa- uh, to exemplify what happened to, before the Romanov family usurped the throne? Because before the Romanov family usurped the throne, before Ivan the Terrible, there's another Roman, uh, another Roman, um, a Russian line that was in charge of the, the state. And also Ukraine, which because Ukraine is, a, is a, apparently the cradle of civilization is not Sumer, it's in the Ukraine. And there are examples of, of monuments and rocks that, are, that predate anything that we have in Baalbek, anything that we have in Sumer, there was the Gratisnitsa tablets, which were the Tartarian tablets we found um, in uh, Bulgaria. But in terms of, of architecture, Ukraine is for the wind. So that again is where the Tartars originally were from. The, the story of, of the J's and the I's, you know, you look at, you know, um, they, you know this from Indiana Jones in the Latin, Jesus begins with an I. The, the I, letter being put in the front of so many buildings with this giant swirled j eventually we started looking at buildings that say the same thing but they say 1800 or 1300 and some of these buildings are very old so not all of the buildings are like this there are circumstances where this is not the case but you know there there are by by the 1800s rather there are some buildings made in the 1800s that say 1800 but there's also buildings from the eight the eighth century, you know, during the, you know, you go to Spain and you'll see buildings built that use Arabic numerals even, and they're using a J before the writing. And this is significant because instead of using Roman numerals, they're using Arabic numerals because they're part of the Cordoba Caliphate. So if they're connected to Khazaria and they're using that writing system, it immediately shows that they were part of this other civilization. They weren't part of this Roman, it's very strange the Roman civilization would even use Roman numerals. And it's something that people talk about a lot that Romans were stealing other people's mm-hmm. civilizations after they were falling apart. So it's, it, it was, it's as if to say at one point there's a paleo and I don't want to call it Christian or Muslim because it's a civilization that has different kinds of people doing whatever, but the ideas we have in Islam today from you know, the arabesque, the star, the shapes of the geometry, all these cool buildings, that was a Tartarian uh, design. So you start seeing architecture that's built in the eighth century, and the idea that Jesus was probably only a thousand years ago. So we we hear the idea of Jesus being two thousand years ago, and how crazy would that be if Jesus was a thousand years ago? It's actually not that big of a deal. But imagine it, you know, if it was Jesus three hundred years ago versus thirteen hundred mm-hmm. years ago. All of a sudden, the impact and where it happened and what it was like and how close it is and how relevant it is to you changes. And so it's easier to transmute the religion into a system of control and so we start to see that happen with the use of the phantom time hypothesis to stretch out history that was the whole thing with constantinople and the council of nicaea they wanted to be able to if if they had divine right to rule the people they could use religion as some sort of 
thing to assert their power. And everything now, you're... Go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead, Juan. I didn't mean to cut you <laughs> off there. Uh, <laughs> I, I thought you were finishing. I wanted to talk about the right what you're saying about chronology. Joseph Scaliger, right? Scaliger in chronology mm. is the guy who was in charge of the guy who made up the AD and BC system that we know as uh, today. And what people don't realize, right? You're 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 going deep on a lot of shit, right? That I don't really know about. But uh, the whole core of the thing is that time that we know of today is a construct of people back then, history, his story. So they told everything what you're saying. It makes a, a, a psychological impact on people. If they go, oh. okay, well, it was a thousand years ago. Well, it's actually 300, but we're just going to put a, a one in front of that. So it's more, you know. And and that's why I'm glad, I mean, not to take it away from this topic, because we, we have touched on this a couple times on the shows that Andreas and I have done the whole, you know, missing timeline hypothesis. But I think when you understand that time possibly was manipulated that way you can understand how they would have had maybe this pre-knowledge of a place like america what was really going on here and then set up this whole new atlantis story to get all of these i don't know you know frankly speaking cult-like groups secret here in the yeah. colonies and of course secret societies but really like the public groups were pretty culty they all had their own individual beliefs and uh and yeah i'm wondering you know where this fits in because i know we i mean that's exactly that so so what's what's weird to me and I, I felt like it was weird when i was making my video about uh bacon baconianism and the american uh expansion is that it really is about the occult i mean it's he, he champions science so much but it's so strange how much of it is we're going to allow for people to stop being burnt, you know, he, and he's living in a time where the Spanish Inquisition is happening and witch burning is happening. So you have to understand there is also some provocation to why he wants a society where people like they just killed Charles. His son was living in Holland. He was just smoking pot. He was relaxing. He had his mistresses and they begged him to come back because Cromwell. Oh, great, was, man. Why, and he left, he left because of his duty. Like the King of England, Charles II, wasn't that bad. Like he, yeah. the, the fact that he felt like he had to be he king. He was a hippie. He was kind of, a, well, he was. Man, a, one, shut the fuck up. He bro. was a long, he was a long haired guy who was into science and he was relaxed. Mark? And he was, he was, he kind of reminds me of Mark. Mark, you could have been King Charles II. And it was wow. a libertine period. It was Thanks. pretty based. But there were problems there because you know the the royal family had been pushed out because they thought hey a royal having authority that's terrible but then they put in a democracy and it, the puritans started killing everybody and not letting them do anything so they said hey how about we just let you be king we we give you all the authority and you just promise to defend our self-determination and let us you know drink on sundays and that that worked out you know in a lot of ways so the the people that escaped from that through weren't just um the Puritans, like we hear about, a lot of them were people in Lytle who came with them. the Mayflower had the first murder. There was a kid who blew up, you know, the he almost blew up the ship on the way here because he wasn't a Puritan. There's a number of people involved with the company that were pretty wild. And I think Johann Kelpis is probably a good example. He came to America to establish a Pennsylvania Resicrucian colony. Johann Kelpis was all about New Atlantis, you know, and so. The thing is they didn't get killed. So many people talk about the Salem witch trials. That's, and, and um, what's the better one? The year from Connecticut. What's the one that happened right before uh, Salem? Um, Haven, New Haven. The New Haven witch trials were before Salem and it was brutal. I, yeah. think, I think you might be, 
May, yeah, I don't, maybe it was New Haven, but I, yeah, I know there was witch trials in Connecticut, but when you talk to... The New Haven witch trials, 1655? Yeah, yeah. brutal. Killed awesome. like dozens of people for no good reason. Anyone just needed like a witness. To, right. You know, they were out. witches, bro. Well, but you know, and that's another thing. Like, so somebody uh, has a greenhouse, they're committing magic, right? Like they're growing food <laughs> in the wintertime. The pagan, so. Yeah. Yeah, and so this was a thing for Isaac Newton. Well, Isaac Newton to- translated the Emerald Tablets of Thoth. Like, he was the most devout um, incel Christian, Valsel Christian, that you could have. But he was still interested in um, science and craft. Magic might be a better word for copy-protected or trade secrets, right? Right. Well, and I think that's exactly what it is. It was like people who were getting persecuted for doing something that everyone was doing. It's just maybe they didn't like how they were doing it. And uh, to bring up Johannes Kelpius, it's funny. I've actually visited the hermit's cave that Johannes Kelpius like meditated in in uh, Pennsylvania, in uh, Philadelphia. Anybody can go there. It's down in uh, Wissahickon in this like public park. But yeah, it's definitely a strange energy there for sure. Uh, you know, to to get into that though, you know, what else did you learn about these like Rosicrucian founders of Pennsylvania and whatnot? Because I know my buddy Michael Wan has done a lot of research on that, and I'd like to see what you found. Uh, actually, you know, I'm just starting to begin my research on Pennsylvania. I hadn't really thought about Pennsylvania before Kevin Bacon, but then I started mm-hmm. finding out about Footloose and how he literally came from a family that was anti-dancing. And I was like, oh, I guess that movie, that that's what I needed to make sense of Footloose. <laughs> you went from Kevin Bacon to Francis Bacon. Yeah, it's Fran- Well, I, start, I started with Francis Bacon, but then I realized like how connected all the Bacons were. Five Thomas degrees was- of Kevin Bacon. There's, I mean, I'm, I'm the next Kevin Bacon. I saw that Thomas Jefferson's uh, main man was a bacon and he protected his, uh, you know, his, his, his Sally, you know, and the, the stories he had about his wife, you know, his, 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 his colored family as, you know, it would, history show. George Washington similarly had a bacon who was, you know, in charge of him. I think we earlier mentioned abolitionists worked with James Bacon. There are so many bacons that are connected. So eventually I was like, oh, the Quakers, the Quakers came because of the shaking Quakers, which was one of this, a lady who was burnt at the, she was almost burnt at the stake in England. And then she escaped to Pennsylvania and started the shaking Quakers. So there's a lot about Pennsylvania and the German Dutch because those are those people who escaped New Amsterdam. A lot of them went to Pennsylvania. So that some of the survivors of what was old Star Fort, New York, before it became New York, they, they, they're not going to exist anymore, but their families might have something. So I'm very fascinated to find out about that more. I got a question for you guys. Uh, if, if story, you know, goes as it is in the uh, history books at school, right? The 1492, Columbus sailed the ocean blue, right? Nina Pinta Santa Maria, right? They landed Nova Scotia, let's say, maybe Boston area, kept going, Virginia, maybe whatever, right? But if Tartaria is a theory, right? Wouldn't there have been mad buildings like the whole way, like everywhere? Wouldn't all of them, quote unquote, Indians been like living in like mansions? <laughs> So there are there. So that's the funny thing with the mud flood and everything is that we have volcanoes, earthquakes, um, and well, volcanoes launching things. You, right? Yeah, it makes there, it, I, I, and this is the thing about manifest destiny. So anytime you find any of that stuff, you you say you built it when you put it back together, and then you say that teepees were the mode when I think it's less than twenty percent of 
um, anybody would live in a te- nomadics weren't as common as people realize. I think it's much less of people living in teepees. There's all sorts of uh, structures and infrastructure. But what you have is also, let's say that you're living in New York City and it's been built in the 1890s, but you're living in 2020 and then everything collapses and not everyone knows how to rebuild New York City or keep it built or keep it running. So, so many of these things fall into disrepair and fall apart. Now, imagine that you're a Californian after the reset. Your whole wireless, biodegradable, whatever civilization will not be there. So there's a lot to be said about that as well. But there Why are would buildings. You be there in California. I'm just saying, if you had a wire, if you have a wireless biodegradable society, it will die, it will not be you will not be able to see the wires, and it will biodegrade if there's anything there. Oh yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. But there will also be giant, you know, like like you look at uh, Taiwan, you look at Singapore, start looking at all these places in the 1890s, and you look at the Seven Year War, and I like to call it World War Zero, 1812. You you hear about earthquakes in Venezuela, and you start looking for pictures. You're thinking to yourself, there wasn't anything there. There were millions of people living in sky not quite skyscrapers but 13 story buildings were very common and these things were knocked down with cannonballs the size of cars right so anything used the infrastructure from um you know the the cotton gin on and is actually in existence in italy centuries earlier it's just not uh eli whitney and uh industrialized mass manufacture but so much of this was greco-roman warfare you'd launch something and you could destroy a city and you would salt the area and then it could be and the other thing again is the mud flood so much of this stuff is buried you go to italy you will find if you go when they're excavating and i've seen this by accident like i went there hoping to get involved with some sort of archaeology and and i i've done that as well but the best stuff was just walking down the street you see like a a wall that's blocked and they're building a new parking lot or a new Mm -hmm. tower and they've dug it out and you see wait a second there's a building right next to that building um that's from a thousand years ago it must be it's roman and it goes down underground three stories three stories but there are windows and doors for three layers because those three stories used to be ground level uh, one time i'm in rotterdam i go down a street in um this old german cobblestone and i see Uh, you go down the stairs and it opens up because there was a church that they just buried from the 13th century and the entire town after the plague. So a lot of the time there are these things. It's not just in Europe, you know, across Scandinavia. So I have a friend, um, Dr. Fowler, who we should actually uh, mark at some point. We're going to try to get him. He's just really busy because he works in Canada all the time. He's a professor working with LIDAR scanning, using drones to scan with LIDAR to look for remnants of lost star forts. Oh, because you know the rainforests are gone, but you go to Canada and there's this grass has grown over them. You can't see them, but your robots can. And all of a sudden there's these snowflakes showing up. And he never heard of Tartaria. He's just like, what the heck are these snowflake forts? But they're all over Canada. And there's a lot more that you'll find in Greenland. We haven't even taught. We haven't now, touched when Antarctica. you say Canada, are you talking like Eastern seaboard? Or are you so, talking uh, sweeping whole... sweeping across Canada? So there are wow. forts in Newfoundland that are better maintained. Um, I need to remember the story of Fort St. Anne and why this happened this way. I have to look this up again. But there was a there was an effort by Prince one of Prince George's Prince George the Fourth, maybe? Was it you know? So Prince George, um, King George's 
son, the fourth son, was really he didn't like the Mediterranean. It was too warm. So he went to Canada and he loved it there. And he got pneumonia and died eventually. But before that happened, that guy's he, a fucking idiot, bro. <laughs> nothing you need to listen to. Nothing that comes out of that man's mouth. Kind of a beast, to be honest. I don't know. But yeah, the he died. I ever heard. Have you ever been there? It's yeah. paradise. Stupid. <laughs> I don't think he was breastfed. But the point is, eventually <laughs> he died. And before he died, he'd arranged the fort to take over Canada. He wanted to make Canada into an independent sovereign state outside of the British Commonwealth, above the um, United States, tried to make a deal with the United States, and the United States tried to invade Canada, then the Canadians took it. And can so you could never take Canada as the rule, basically. And it has to do with the star fort. But that's one of the few star forts that remains because they rebuilt it. The rest of them are kind of buried, you know, all the way. Damn. To the rest. All right. I'm going to show my, share I have a, my I have screen a question, here. Andreas. I'll, Until you get to Alaska. Why is it that why is it that Tartaria is up there with like flat earth conspiracy? Why is it that they shit on and then you have right flat earth you can't you don't really have that much evidence. But this stuff, right? There's a star fort off of one of the Florida Keys and I was looking at it cuz it looked beautiful, right? And then I just so happened to be on YouTube and they brought it up. They're like, "Oh, this is a place where you can only get by a boat. It's a national preserve or something like that here in Florida." And, I, and when I was looking at it before I had seen this video, I was like, man, that looks like a star. And I was telling my wife, I was like, I want to go there. It looks like a star fort, you know, from Tartaria. Mind you, she doesn't give a shit about this. And then, of course, I was looking up a video and boom, there it is. It's like, this was a star fort. Da, da, da. I'm like, holy shit, I was talking about going there because I lived in Homestead for a little. I have a house in Homestead. And we lived down there for a little bit and I wanted to go there. I'm like, damn, this this looks dope. And Arteria is behold. the first racism that is universal. It's really interesting when you start hearing yourself and you're like, what in Tarnation or Tar Baby and all of these really seriously yeah. racist things that come oh, out he of says Arteria. What in Tarnation? <laughs> Only cartoons say that, bro. Yeah, that's that's a good point. I, I started saying it again to bring it back. You know, well, but that's rough. but we're talking it's only about our word. You can't say it. Chris, right. you got to put yourself in the mindset of somebody in like the 1930s, 40s. Bro, I'm not that. Yosemite Sam, dude. You well, know that's I mean? the, that, like, even the concept of getting tarred and feathered might oh, be yeah. part of, you know, <laughs> like right. that. Yeah. Whole... I mean, it's true. All of this is kind of, you know, you're right, though. It's disappeared to the point where your wife is saying, oh, that looks like a star for it. Ha, ha, ha. Because at best, it's like a gestalt image from mario brothers that's been made fun of for me when i first heard of tartaria and i grew up slavic so i already had taurus bulba and had heard of tartars but i hadn't heard tartaria until yeah. i got to college and then they had this paper that was very random and it was in anthropology and it said hey if you ever hear about tartaria be careful and it was like 2012 uh, or something like that and it was just like you know the vegetable lamb of tartary was this thing that they believed in in the roman renaissance period the tuscans thought that this land existed far east and the chinese thought it existed far west and you know they they just didn't get that it was cotton that this bush of cotton was a vegetable sheep and that you just don't understand tartary and just don't ever look into it and go back to sleep take the blue pill yeah. and i never yeah. bothered with you were with you were, you were warned in a paper form to yeah. not look into Tartaria. That's how academic I was. Well, you know well I mean? Chris, Chris. <laughs> they warn you not to go into the forbidden section. Well, Chris, what they That's do cool. is, Chris, what they do is they give you this like half truth, like, oh yeah, they talked about these vegetable sheep. That's hilarious. Who could ever imagine a sheep that's also a vegetable? But then you consider what cotton is, and you're like, oh wow, that is kind of like a a plant that creates wool like wool. A, a sheep so sure. and and they you know academically they'll make those sort of jaunts at certain topics so that 
you know, unwitting students don't go and make a thesis statement that might inspire their fellow students to, you know, question their teacher, you know, or whatever it is. There's also weird plants they've forgotten, like walking bushes, and there's carnivorous plants in all over the world, and there's all sorts of things that have been killed off. You tell a kid about a rhino in 20 years, he's going to think you made it up. So much of Mm-hmm. The fantastical history of the world is gone. They had the elephants, and, right? The huge elephants with like dude, the, dinosaurs are dragons, unicorns, and big all birds. Yeah, how many big birds are gone that you could think of? Like the moa is sixteen <laughs> feet tall, the giant eagle. Um, right. I forget what ran across the Andes. That Perfect. weird thing, you know. But there's all these crazy birds that were basically dinosaurs, and now we're we're told, oh, that's crazy. That was a dragon. Why? Who would believe that? That's a crazy story. So I mean, Tart- Tartaria has that same. <laughs> air to it i'd also say you know and the most i mean the most impulsive answer i think for us is it's true that's why they don't want to talk about it and why they laugh about it and they have to continue to laugh about it because it is spreading the knowledge is becoming more and more important and then look at what who it hurts who does it matter to well very important high figures of aristocracy who have multi-generational wealth since the retelling of this story that they've stolen are are now coming into uh, question. It could it could completely change the playing field, and also Eurocentricity had been basically used and forgotten. But now we're at this point where people go back and say, "Oh, wait a second, is it really true that Europeans were so much the apex of everything, and that these other people had no idea what they were doing and no. thanked the Europeans when they came with the wheel?" I mean, it just doesn't work in almost any circumstance anymore. Go ahead, Chris. I'm just. I'm. Can you see my brains leaking out of my ears? Dude? <laughs> well, here, That's here. Right. It's funny because I, I, I was, I was talking about Tartaria. You know, I'd been talk. I had never ever had anybody on who knows. Right. This is why I love being here with you guys right now because I, I, somebody who actually knows about fucking Tartaria because I've looked into it and I've brought it up to like different guests and I'm like, hey, you ever heard of Tartaria? And one, one of the guy was like, Tartary. I'm like, no, 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 no. Tartaria he's like the underworld Tartaria I'm like no not that one but it is crazy right that that you just did it again though tar you know beyond tar and feathered in the Roman period mm-hmm. Tartarus was death yes exactly know, so. the, the the underworld exactly so it, it when some a, a conspiracy theory like this I can get behind 100% but then it's so shit on right like flat earth flat earth eh Right, the moon. Well, but who does cheese? flat Earth hurt? Also, so NASA doesn't want people talking about how they're lying about stuff. So anytime they bring up something wait, that might wait. accidentally show some truth, they're You're, gonna laugh are, at it and say it's are flat we, Earth. Are we team flat Earth? No, bro. I mean I'm I'm team NASA is full of, of yeah of I'm government team information. NASA's full of shit. Okay, too. I don't we think we're taking. That. I mean, they're like, full yeah. of shit, but but take, what proof do you have? <laughs> what proof do you have that it's flat? I mean, okay, so here's I don't want to do this like right now, but let's <laughs> let's do let's let's just say the interesting thing to me about internet researchers are the researchers that are focusing on empirical observations they're making themselves rather than assumptions from pictures they're getting from the government or from a corporation. And I think that that is an interesting thing. And a number of facts are, have been found that have you know disproven mistruths put on. Google Maps. Mm-hmm. That's more important to me right now than the final answer. I think that teleologically we'll get to a point where we find 
that there's 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 definitely more to the story in a lot of ways you know in terms yeah. of antarctica in terms of other land masses in terms of islands that have been hidden and have been yeah there's a lot else chris more it's all right present. brother you i know you're still stuck to the system in some ways but this is we're trying to free your mind dude maybe you'll be illuminati confirmed by the end of this illuminati show. confirmed chris, chris, what are you, I'm, I'm sorry chris you should do it tell me where you're at with that with what exactly well, you're talking about the the heliocentricity model and uh, flat Earth hyperbolic uh, geometry. Oh, where am I physics. at? Where am I at with that? I didn't use the word, but yeah. Shoot your shot, Chris. Well, I've, been at, I've been on airplanes about 30, 35,000 foot. The shit looks kind of flat, but it seems like if it was a big enough ball, it would look flat. So I'm gonna have to stick with like Galileo and all the smart people that come before me, because that's the world that we well, live in. Let's, I don't I don't go I don't go apart picking a helicopter into a thousand pieces either. You know, I just trust right. that that man knows how to fix it and that man knows how to fly it. So I'm team hollow the, earth. in terms of the yeah, I'm hollow earth all the way. Hey, remember Vice, uh in my own world, uh March fifteenth, I have a show about hollow earth that's coming out that you should see. On Vice? Yeah. Oh, it's nice. gonna be great. But in terms in terms of the world's shape, now think about the electric universe theory mm -hmm. and um, quantum entanglement and the idea that there's holographic. You know, Michael Abbott talks about the holographic universe. Now think about resonance, and so you're a resonance a resonance pattern, right? In a density, but you're a holographic density. So everything is flat, but everything can be experienced as hyperboreal or uh, Mobius, as you know, beyond you know hyperbolic. So we could we could be making ourselves uh, experience the world one way or another based on mass consciousness and te te technology using microwaves. E emanationism. I'm a name emanationist. I, I believe that we radiate Whoa. our reality outward and that's what we create. So I'm a hundred percent on board with you. I love that. Let's I love get that. back. Let's get back to what we were talking about before flat earth derailed. Cause I don't, I, <laughs> I might be mistaken here, but I don't think Andreas was bringing up flat earth as a, a s citation of his beliefs. It was not really an no, example he was using. I just like the, I like the point that, um, people laugh at people that are looking through research and they, they point to the most ridiculous possible thing mm -hmm. and mock that as much as possible. And it's really interesting on another hand for us, because you can say, I think I was like 15. I was like, I found out something wasn't true. I don't even remember what the first one that made me say, wait a second. Well, then maybe Ros if, oh, I think it was the MOSFET semiconductor came out nine months after 1947, right? In Roswell. And so I was thinking, to myself, well, hey, maybe if there's something there, what are the other ones? Oh, the Kennedy thing. Oh, they're always laughing. I never remember. Who's this president from before I was born? Oh, there's this whole, if you think about him with tinfoil hats, what's tinfoil about? So you start looking and you're like, hey, <laughs> there is a milieu of truth that's descri described by these absurd concepts. I mean, how many Prussians wore tin helmets? All of them. So, yeah. you know, I think it, at the end of the day, Sasquatch even, I think is the most absurd. Cryptozoology. Hey, there's a lot of evidence of alternative hominids that have existed and that's becoming more and more precedentally important when we look into the junk dna is like bigfoot that. tartarian is sasquatch well, tartarian so uh, uh, so a big thing about tartaria's idea of multiple hominids existing including giants dwarves and giants as well and when we say that there's you know the smithsonian talked about giants that were more furry and had extra <laughs> molars and were a little bit different than us kind of the predator alien Prometheus, there's yeah. different kinds of humans that have different purposes. 
um, there are giant buildings that are too big. The doorways are huge. They're in Kuyu, the, right? You, you mentioned the Byzantine era earlier. The, the, they built this to get away from the was it the Muslims or the Arabs, and they built these <laughs> underground cities in, uh, in like five years, and it's like all these tunnels, and they're huge, and they're fucking ginormous. Like, like have you seen Mark? You know how tall Mark is? He's, he's, who knows? He might be Tartarian, you know? Well, and so then that's the other thing is the idea that, you know, Genesis and a number of books uh, talk about the Nephilim or different kinds, and at very least, different kinds of hominids that can have gene flow. And that's a fascinating idea. Like, I think, I don't know if we talked about this, but like you look at horses and, don and uh, donkeys, they make <laughs> mules because they don't have, that's how tall he is. He crops himself. That's how tall he is. So, so check this out. Let me, let me connect some stuff. Okay. I, I want to connect some, some things here, right. And relate it to to the elites, right, to keep it on par with the show. Now, we talked about Francis Bacon potentially being the editor of the King James Version of the Bible. I've also heard, and I want to get your opinion on later on, about the, the evidence, if you found any, the correlation between Francis Bacon and Shakespeare both being the same person, if Shakespeare even existed. Now, if we well, know... Well, saying it was more complicated than just that. I think we did kind of touch on that briefly, but can we go back to that? Because I would love to... I'll just really... I'll, I can kind of... I can explain, though, that Ed, um, Edward de Vere, uh, the 17th Earl of Oxford, was a playwright himself, and a number of his works were incorporated. There are probably a team of 20 or so, and so he also lost his fortune. It was completely uh, squandered in a, in a way by the Cecil House, but at the same time, he had all these great... Um, tutors who came from Italy and from all over and they gave him all these books and he learned and he created uh, revisionized plays, which were translations a lot of the time of this Latin work. And Frank uh, Francis Bacon called himself um, Francus Latinus or something. He had a number of titles because he was really interested in Latin. He was Lord Verulam and he was the Saint of Alban, but he was Count of Saint, Viscount of Saint Alban, but he was also um, a high translator. So you had a team kind of like 20 or so ghostwriters that were pupiled students um, under him as well, that were involved in this creation of this document, which is several things, you know, it's not, it's one, it's an art piece that's supposed to be too surreptitious. It has to be useful for another, another level for the kingdom. And three, there's a cryptogram inside of that. So the way it's stacked, I mean, there are places where there's an entire section, a paragraph there just to make sure that this word is on this page for numerological purposes. And you might think that's crazy, but John D didn't. And so, you know, Francis Bacon and John D were buddies and Edward de Vere learned his symbol from tutelage under John D and created his symbol from John D and numerology was you know John D's favorite thing so he convinced so many of these Rosicrucians hey for instance the number 53 why is 53 important well because there's an angle in a, a in a triangle the isosceles triangle pythagoras. Four or five, pythagoras and euclid and and again euclid being from phoenician tier so they 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 knew these things they made these plays about tier about these things because these were the original stories that he's like hey these are the stories i heard as a kid because i'm a multi-generationally rich nobleman from this you know and i can present this to the people in such a way that affects modern politics and it's but it's not just i like what you said not a writer an editor because i think bacon yes. was more of the editor mm -hmm. You can see he has prose, he has style, but Devere is a way better writer, and Ben Johnson's the best writer. Of the who, who was the guy that was paired up with John D for the Enochian magic? Who who was? What was his name? Do you know? Oh, the dude who wife swapped with. 
Yeah, he's a, uh, they were cucking each other. I don't know, but yeah. you know who I'm talking about, right? Eliphas <laughs> Levi? No, not Eliphas Levi. It was somebody else. So if you type John D. Wife swapping, it'd be the first thing that comes listen, up. Listen, listen, I wanna I wanna I wanna bring forth this idea because right, we're talking about Tartare, we're talking about how these elites they morph and they put their symbolism into different works, right? Such as William Shakespeare's plays, the the Rosicrucians putting hidden symbols in the Bible. We know Rene Descartes was also a part of the Rosicrucians, the Cartesian uh, coordinate system, which we use today because they were obsessed with what? With finding and, and interpreting their ideas into geometric forms. That's what they were all about, about the platonic solids. Now, Kelly, it, Kelly, there we go. It was Kelly. If, if these guys, right, were, if they edited, right, these Rosicrucians and, and they're connected to Tartaria, what if the Bible is just a story? Because we mentioned the Nephilim, the Elohim, all this stuff, and all these, right, you have these places of higher consciousness, Shambhala, the Garden of Eden, the new Atlantis. Do you think that the that the story behind the Bible is a, like an interpret reinterpretation of what these guys were seeing or like it, it actually really fucking happened? Like was so Jesus the Bible? The Bible is way more based than, you know, in, in certain ways than people realize. And, and those are the best. I would use those as its defense before I tear it apart. Cause that's the next thing we have to do is we have to tear it apart and show how, yes, it's being used to manipulate people. Yep. But at the beginning you have, Pope Gregory the 13th and he's basically put in charge because the the Borgias and the Machiavellian struggle of Rome we can't just keep putting princes in charge of stuff let's get a Croatian guy who's removed from Rome and we'll have him be the pope and so it was kind of a good idea because he wasn't involved with politics as much he's little Asperger's and he was obsessed with reading and so he said hey the Bible. What is the Bible? We talk about the Holy Word. We talk about the good news. that is the gospel. Let's take this Tertullian. Tertullian was a Tertullian was a, a philosopher in the second century, or you know, he decided what things were Gnostic and which things could be used in Christianity. Let's start to look at these books that I have, Pope Gregory, and I think these are my favorite. I'm going to call this, you know, my the, Bible. The canon. You can make your, yeah. but you can make your own. I'm not saying that this is canonical like star wars there could be elseworld series and stuff like that but, but you also have to remember like some of the bible is not about it's, it's a historical book to a person who's thinking this is history because at this time all you have are the accounts of people who've been through things so part of the bible like leviticus isn't saying hey you should do what leviticus says it says this is a point in history where people were selling their daughters you know and uh that this is this is what happened it's not saying you should trade your daughter's virginity for 40 shekels that's you know so there's a context thing there then you also have the the geneva bible and so the geneva bible is this beginning idea of translating so that they can have some way of saying well it does say this or it doesn't say that to their authorities and checking uh, a level of, of metric there but when you look at the king james bible you have tobit you have you know, i think there's nine other books that aren't included later in, in the, the lutheran Enoch, bible yeah and then, and then you have the idea of Genesis being five other books that had been abridged and you have the books of, um, you know, the book of Enoch one and two, and you have the book of Moses, you have the book of creation, you have another book about the flood that's missing. And some of them start saying, well, we don't know anymore, which is true. And this is fair because at the time you have people that said Jesus was a guy with a donkey head because one Baphomet? mistranslation of him walking in exactly walking in on the donkey 
uh, into Jerusalem. Someone mistranslated that. And so the oh, Romans said, oh, shit. Jesus. So 200 years uh, after Christ, you have Roman statues of this crucified Baphomet. And people oh, don't... Yeah, I feel really? like no put that together yet. That's a good one to, to look fuck? into more, too. And then people say, oh, well, Baphomet didn't happen until they started the Spanish Inquisition. Yeah, and the guys say, Bullocks. They have examples of Baphomet going back to the mythical period. So you know, the Minotaur. I mean, all these har the harpies, the these chimeras right. again from the Book of Genesis, from the mm -hmm. Elohim and the Nephilim coming down and fucking. You know, that's how you get the demigods and all this stuff. So yeah, that that's fucking wild to not know that about uh, what you just said. That is the craziest thing ever. And it, it, but yeah, so then Christianity starts to um, develop and become more famous and popular. And you have to remember the Fomenko timeline. Also, so 700 and 1700. I mean, I start to think about Islam completely differently, right? Because Islam starts to emerge at, you know, at, at the way we look at Islam today mm -hmm. is a new kind of Islam, whereas the word Islam itself was used by a number of people that were disenfranchised from the church at one point. They weren't Jewish, they weren't Muslim, they weren't Christians, they were, they were someone who had, it was almost um kind of more open-ended originally and then sometime in the 14th century you start to see um more and more examples of didacticism but that's the same as the constantinian period where they're killing people to force them to assimilate into this new homogenized religion if you look at some of the books that made into the quran and in, into the islamic faith there's a pretty compelling um there's pretty compelling evidence that Muhammad had Catholic books given to him to build Islam. So Islam was also created in a sense to unify the other side and make it easier by them killing and beheading people that they couldn't behead and kill. Bro, so Muhammad had red hair. And Muhammad had red hair. Genghis Khan Genghis had red Khan hair. Genghis Khan and all those guys. Green eyes. Yeah. Weird. Which is, they're not allowed to know. They have to wear the red um, turban red to hair. hide. Yeah. Weird. There's cyto, uh, cytomelanin, right? There's like, and there's something, there's, there's a thing about that too. It's supposed to be special. That well, is fucking crazy. Go ahead, Chris. Yeah, it's, it's definitely, you know, you guys are joking about my height, but when we talk about all the things we're talking about, you know, I have a connection to Pennsylvania in my ancestry through like, you know, people who immigrated from Germany. So maybe that's why I'm so fascinated with all this stuff. There's some kind of, connection there but yeah i am tall and i do have red hair so who knows maybe i'm the great 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 grandson of a tartarian giant is that why I you're pushing though, like, the show are, so much there are there are dwarves though too so like i made a video once iridium dwarves and it talks all about how there's this iridium layer on the planet and this idea that oh, everyone has these stories but underground little people that were living all over the place after the reset and so there are a number of in this is big in uh, mainstream sciences metaphor like oh well we evolved from these little people that the little creature mammals that were smaller that were underground and they they came out so but there's clearly the story also on the other side of the giants mixing with them so we have all those i, I did want to say that with the bible so when you look at the king james bible so much of it has numbers verses everything the way it's put together there are certain translations like the watchtower society has added words like a god or with god but i still think the king james uh, bible is relatively accurate and the reason being that at the end of it it says if you were to manipulate and mess with the words of this you're suffering and hell is going to be the worst possible suffering that's ever. convenient and so 
it is convenient. So a they're telling either they're telling, and this is you know let's be fair, they could just be telling you not to mess with what they messed with already, or they're saying to themselves because they're superstitious, and it seems from our understanding of the 1600s that these were very superstitious people that believed that you know this is Lucifer thinking they're more right than God. They're trying to do good. The road to hell is paved with their good intentions. So they're thinking, hey, I have to present to the public the truth, and the truth is in here, but. I'll obscure it by teaching them lies about what it means. So for instance, Damascus, and you look at Syria and you start to look at what Syria was like in a thousand years ago. And you imagine Jesus with a sword instead of on the back of a donkey. And um, what Luke says about bringing justice with a sword, not here to bring peace. And the the idea that Jesus was, or Yeshua, right, was um, a soldier in the middle ages is a very different kind of story and that that wasn't a story about peace necessarily but maybe about defending your camelot you know your king arthur uh land so the bible is it has all the truth the names of the right places the interactions with people there's a but it's so unlikely that anyone is going to read it for that context because we've built this infrastructure around misinterpreting the religion and that's in revelation it says hey there's going to be these goats that build temples and they're not going to you're not the shepherd's not going to have anything to do with them that's how you get the dark ages though when people were taking religion too seriously word for word now let me hit you with this are you familiar at all with king james daemonology work have you ever heard of that book he was he was a witch sympathizer he was talking about werewolves vampires black magic and this work was used by william shakespeare in his production of macbeth and a lot of the, the rituals found in the book, he put in a lot of his plays and stuff. Again, this is a guy behind the King James version of the fucking Bible talking about demons and how the glo- how demons only help further the glorification of God. What the fuck does that even mean? Right. And again, but, these- but again, those are those are going to be well. OK, so first off, Solomon built the temple with the help of demons. Right. The demons the had jinn, to lift yeah. it. Mm-hmm. And so if you think about genies and jinn and Disney. Yeah, there's there's a lot. There's a lot there to the powers outside of humanity being harnessed by man. But man loses his mind when he stops revering the, the source, which is Islam has to do with that. This idea of being. Uh, yoked in yoga with the submission, the original you know, version of the, the like term. Kundalini type of thing, right? Like Right, to... which the serpent and the serpent yes. energy. I mean, it's, it's all there. But so with, with demonology, you know, John D was huge into demonology. The septogram is on every single police badge for the reason that it's trapping demons. Whoa. The seven-pointed star holds the six. What the fuck? The six is as above, so below. As above, so below comes from both um, the the Thoth tablet, Emerald tablet of, of, of the Hermes and in Euclid. I think the earliest of Euclid's elements, he says, everything that is above is as it is below, mm-hmm. you know, and energies are exchanged. So um, the math, the science, the, the septigrams, the eye of Solomon, and the idea of studying what Solomon did, because Solomon was the most wise. And James was, you know, James was like, he was a bisexual theater yeah, guy. Yeah, he so was a sodomite, you, yeah. He was a little interested in, you know, the arts and a lot of other things. And he had people around him that made more decisions than he necessarily made all the time. You know, I'm not saying he wasn't complicit, but a lot of the royal family weren't, you know, it was the next few generations that were even more complicit. However, he was a Freemason. He was part of the Freemasons. He did make it possible for the Scotch Lodges to become the Grand London Lodge and welcome in the first Brits. But I think in general, the the demonology was was. 
I think we said this earlier, magic can be science. And this was a time when they're thinking to themselves, whoa, is, all of these things, like, I think we, this is an enchanted rock, right? Like this, that's all this is. Yeah, it's a you scrying know, it's mirror, like John D. Scrying yeah. mirror with an enchanted rock. <laughs> in it. So it was crystals. So they, they, at some point they figured that out and they, and they had records of Tartarian technology that used crystals. Crystal radio was already well understood by the um, 13th century. What's his name? Uh, the Arabic. And also, did, have you made a video on the fireplaces, bro? The huge um, fucking fire. Before we, oh, yeah. before we leave that last topic though, I just want to read this cause I just read this last night and it's a quote from an author you might be familiar with Andreas. Uh, but he says, it is one of the most profound ironies of the history of thought that the growth of mechanical science, though which arose the idea through which arose the idea of mechanism as a possible philosophy of nature, was itself an outcome of the Renaissance magical tradition. Mechanism divested of magic became the philosophy which was to oust Renaissance animism and to replace the conjurer by the mechanical philosopher yeah, that's and right. you know what he's talking about is how all this magical sort of cult secret society activity gave way to a lot of the industrial scientific action that we you know characterized the early 19th century with well, yeah, but i think i think we also have to be we're you know we'd be very careful about being so eurocentric in the perspective because the dark ages didn't exist the dark ages were just you know the period when the islamic age was the brightest right and mm. the renaissance is the period when the the brightest age in history recently went dim so you have all of a sudden you know we talk about renaissance um philosophers but even like um uh i was saying earlier ibn ha uh, ibn al haytham like ibn al haytham is the inventor of so many technologies that the renaissance British, German, Italian scholars, they're all getting their research from the Arabs and it's just a continuation of the research. But all of a sudden they're not able to continue that research because there's military suppression in Persia and in those areas. So the research starts to make its way into parts of Europe where it can be scholastically oh. accepted. So, you know, so much of that work, it's, it's, the other thing is it's not mechanical in the same way. We think about alchemy and how like Isaac Newton looked at alchemy and it was a very like idea of, of metal fermentation. Like you could grow metal, you know, so sulfur and minerals would then allow it to be under pressure and heats. And we have to understand how volcanoes and underground conditions work, but then we'll be able to grow gold. And this is because that was the idea of Arabic um, alchemy. And so there, there was a, there was a, even in that philosophy, this idea that biology and geology and new sphere mind and technology are all interconnected was already very common then they're thinking about again the jinns the idea that there are spirits held in devices and animism they're mechanized um the turkish chess player right like there's all these there's all of these ideas that are already sufism is becoming uh, a popular idea then so yeah. it's more that someone says to themselves we could take this and mass manufacture it and someone says why would you do that and they say well Right now I own these people, but these people are just cavemen. If I made them into doctor, scientists, and lawyers, and engineers, I would own more power, right? And so let's educate a Masonic generation of foundlings. We'll make them wear oh, Egyptian shit. cotton. We'll make them wear a white tunic. We'll have them wear denim, Egyptian priest denim, and we'll have them raised to, to learn how to 
facilitate this new world order. And, and we're so, going to so call them philosophers. Yeah, philosopher king state, right? Yes. Lovers of Sophia, Phila Sophia, lovers yes. of Sophia. And 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 Rene Descartes was about that, Mark, about the mechanistic universe. He added this mechanistic universe theory that Isaac Newton came back later and was like, no, 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 the world isn't mechanistic. It's just run by forces that we can't even fucking begin to comprehend. The world's a vampire, I think yes. Isaac Newton said. Yeah, some some shit like that. But Isaac Newton, right? Him being like this this person, right? All these scholarly people all throughout history. Libnes, right? Uh, it's like Godfrey Libnes, or the, the the original inventor of like binary code. He was about that. He was about the law of attraction and how uh, our words and our thoughts could affect reality. This is a guy who invented binary system. The guy who invented the the modern day computer, Charles Babbage, tried to summon the devil. They were trying to again how the ancients were trying to show that the existence of God. Through technology, they were or through alchemy or through whatever, they were trying to do the same thing through technology, right? Like all these guys, they're all Rosicrucians, and that's what they were all about at the end of the day, which is fucking mind blowing to me because a lot of people don't even know that. So, yeah, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Well, I don't know, Andreas. Is there anything you left off the table? I know there was something about the Masonic year that you had mentioned in the notes you sent me ahead of time. Uh, and I think you might have touched on that a little bit when we talked about like the calendar manipulation and whatnot. But uh, but yeah, you were talking about how they raised this generation of Masonic foundlings. And yeah, you see that not only with just the clothing, but with the culture itself. I mean, uh, in music, in, uh, you know, the <laughs> proliferation of psychedelic drugs, which were very much a part of a lot of those ancient cults. Yeah, we're seeing the uh, byproduct of that now in hindsight, but we got to have you back on to talk about something that I know you know a lot about, the uh, Church of the Subgenius. It came up kind of <laughs> randomly when we were talking to Ryan Burns, and uh, and yeah, I actually got in touch with Ivan Stang, one of the founders of uh, the Church of the Subgenius. I, I don't know if, if you recommend I'm really it. happy to talk to Stang. You let him know I'm the free incarnation of Bob. I'm happy Will to do. talk. <laughs> Fucking Bob. Do. Bob, you said Bob, I'm the, bro. I'm the free incarnation well, of maybe Bob. I'll I'll have you, maybe I'll have you on when we interview Ivan Stang because I definitely want to get in touch with him, but his message was a little interesting. People should uh, I want to hear it. Ugh. Yeah, we'll sign up for the Patreon. After, <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll tell you off the air, but yes, yeah, I do for the have Patreon. the subgenius um, pack, Illuminati expansion pack. Right. And uh, yeah, I mean, I did. I, I went to Bob's funeral, um, Robert Anton Wilson's. So I, I always I always want to talk to anybody who's involved with subgenius. So Chris yeah. is like looking for the eject button that he was talking He's about. Like, oh, my gosh. Joint, Illuminati man. confirmed. <laughs> Chris is like, I'm out of here. I was looking for the joint, bro. Like, I need this guy knows up. Bob. Chris, 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 you got to you got to just, you know, you just got to write a book that makes money that says how to make money on the title and has a bunch of empty pages. That's all I got to do. Sub-genius. I love that, dude. I have the. <laughs> I have the Pope certificate from uh, Robert Anton Wilson. You're all like registered Pope, you know, or whatever. You guys know mm. about that? Yeah, yeah. Totally. Yeah, sick. How are you only <laughs> telling me that now? You're pretending like you didn't know anything about the Church of the Subgenius. The Illuminati deep, confirmed. Dude, you have a Pope ticket? No. That was a poker face. Know. A little bit of poker face. <laughs> I'm <laughs> questionable about the people everybody. around me right now. Yo, all right. The thing about this is, man, this, these are interesting topics, man. End of the day, right? So very interesting topics. 
we can get lost in the weeds about this, that, or the other. You know, sometimes I need things in simple form, you know? And so sometimes I got to just sit back and try to digest. Yo, bro, you know a lot of names, bro. You know a lot of dates, bro. You know what I mean? I don't do that. I get the job. Don't even, don't even do it. It's a waste. Dude, you know what you should do? Take that, smoke that, watch my bacon video. It has bass music, crazy visuals. It's a fun historical ride. I think it's I worth it. Yeah, I, I really, I really appreciate right you coming on and saying all this because it's super informative. It's like one of these things where I got to get stoned. I got to like go back and listen to it a few times because you're really putting some threads together. Some a wild topics, b like very specific dates and and, and specific characters, and relationships between those people, and you, this. You know, what I mean, it's like yo, that's like uh, Illuminati confirmed. You know what I mean? Illuminati confirmed. Yeah. Well, I appreciate us, that. Man. Tell us, tell us about where we can find the rest of your videos and everything else you can go on. You got going on. And then also, uh, you got this thing going on with vice. Tell us a little bit about that. What's the date again? Okay. So vice, um, I did this episode of a show called in my own world and they had a bunch of weird ones they were supposed to do. I'm supposed to be the finale. The most of them are people that are like into, um, one guy looks at the stars and he's like trying to look, use radio telescopes. Another person's a time traveler or something and they're crazy. You know, I don't know. I haven't seen it, but mine is people that were this. Do you want to do a thing on hollow earth? I'm like, yeah, I guess I could. And so I had to introduce myself. I'm a, we have a group of people that research all sorts of stuff. And so you want us to research hollow earth. Well, the idea that it's just solid beneath us doesn't make sense. So we started doing all this research and we ended up doing a crazy trip to volcanoes. We went into flumes, we went underground in caves. Uh, I use LIDAR to scan a bunch of stuff. So it's gonna be pretty interesting. That's March 15th in my own world with Andreas on hollow earth. Mm. Um, and in general, like a sneeze across the face of the internet, you can find Andreas Exertus at this point. If you type in Spotify or iTunes or all of the things you're used to, I'm sure someone you somewhere has a video of me at this point doing something but if you go to exertus.com or andreas.me or youtube or odyssey or rumble you can look for andreas exertus and you will find me um and i have videos that are exclusive on odyssey and exclusive on rumble and you know youtube is kind of just the what what is allowed publicly you know right, <laughs> right. yeah and dude like i said it's always a pleasure talking to you i really appreciate you joining us and uh juan and chris here thank you both and uh wow what an episode folks right out the gates illuminati confirmed we hit on like chris said a lot of names and dates and this is one of these episodes where andreas zertis is definitely not illuminati confirmed he's legit he's based <laughs> he's a researcher he's one of those out there helping us identify who the illuminati may be and euclidean uh, confirmed illuminati sounds- confirmed you <laughs> bro you didn't use any slang except for based like three times i was like what the fuck <laughs> Well, I do. Okay. So that's another thing. I do run advanced philosophy memes. If you go to exertus.com, you can click on the advanced philosophy memes button. And those memes are based and advanced. So those would be my main slangs, I would say. Okay. Well, I'm glad we're <laughs> on the same page with that at least. That was fucking great. Right on. Loved it. right on. Well, thank you guys for tuning in. And like we alluded to, the Illuminati Confirmed has a Patreon only show. We only just got started. So go check out the. Uh, one or two, three episodes that we have behind the paywall. And uh, 
check us out. Thank you so much for listening and uh, have a great moment wherever you are in the now. Peace. the big dumb podcast uh i've had mark and juan on my show haven't had you on saint christopher i'll work on that though uh big fans of all you guys though love what you all do and uh you know appreciate the opportunity man should be fun i'm just here to talk some shit and uh defend uh bill cosby if y'all are gonna attack me for that man i got a little put pudding on my side of my bed you, you know you could have a pudding pop if you want you know what i'm saying i got some of this barbecue sauce upstairs <laughs> motherfucker creepy bro that shit that you played earlier was creepy as fuck huh dude, yeah so bro creepy. that's subliminal messaging right a hundred percent dude i mean the fact that that was on the bill cosby show like one day i was just looking for bill cosby clips just because i got the poster and i was gonna find like his go you know his you know i was looking for that and i type in you know bill cosby clips on youtube and that fucking thing pops up with a sensitivity warning on it like I had, to, I had to approve my age or whatever on youtube to watch that clip barbecue sauce yeah because it blew up after he got you know after he you know found out they he was date raping all those all those women which is terrible uh they, they i think youtube and a lot of people realize like oh shit he was talking about this back when he was doing the show so dude, you don't have to preface that shit with it was terrible dude we know we know about you bro <laughs> you we know about you and your barbecue sauce. <laughs> no, I'm just fucking with you, Kyle. So, ta- uh, I, as I'm the only one that's really not super familiar, and uh, I guess we're kind of doing this on our thing. Tell us about the Big Dumb Podcast, please. Oh, dude, just uh, you know, like Mark said, it's uh, you know, just one of those shows with bad information 
and uh, you know, we really, <laughs> I don't, I don't really research anything. Uh, I, I do research on, on my own, of course, but I don't bring it to the show. Uh, I really just like to have good conversations with cool people like, like Juan and Mark and hopefully you and uh, you know, just talk. And I, you know, cause I, I don't claim to know everything. That's why it's the big dumb podcast. You know, I'm just a, a average guy uh, trying to, have some fun. And it's really more of an outlet for me, dude, because I can't talk about this shit with anybody in my life. Yeah. And uh, it, it's, it's been uh, very helpful to find a, a community uh, in alt media United and, and uh, people like you guys just to be able to fucking talk. So I don't, you know, blow my brains out. You know what I mean? <laughs> Cause this, the world is crazy and it's a, be- and it's beautiful all at the same time. And it's um, just a matter of uh, on a journey to, to find that balance and to grow and to learn and to have a good time doing it. Yeah, man. Yeah, usually everybody in the podcasting community, again, usually is cool. Nine times out of ten. I mean, I've had yeah, nine times out of ten everybody's cool. I've had my run-ins with a couple of sleazy people, and I've only ever had to like leave one podcast that I did because again, the dude was just straight up disrespecting me. So I wasn't just because you know a piece of information that somebody else d- doesn't doesn't mean that you're like fucking the messiah of the information you fuck and that's yeah. what it was with this guy and anyone ever try to charge you to come on to come on your show <laughs> no i mean i really wouldn't ever pay for anybody unless it's like nick cage then i'd pay to have him on but yeah i'd pay what well, how much would you pay to get nick cage on the show Probably like 10 grand 10 grand you got yeah. that sitting around or would you have to plan ahead no i have a sit around i could pay 10 grand to have him on Okay. But then I would end my podcasting career. Then that's it. So last day. That's a peak. That'd be the last day, bro. That's it. No more podcasting after that. Well, I think then you'd really, t- but you'd take off though. You know what I mean? That's a bad place to stop. You could just. But this isn't. This isn't about the listeners. This is about me. This is my journey. This is my ascension. My exactly. Exactly. my archive of of evolution, if you will. That's what it's all about. So on, you don't got to go no further. You got ordained today, my dude. Like you, you made it, bro. You made it. Inner sanctum. You're you good, man. You one of the uh, priests initiates. You know what I mean? Reverend one of the mail. You get a special decoder pin. Oh you get shit! All the funky shit, bro. You're you in the, there, bro. You got the garb. The garb's on the way. You getting the garb? Bro. No, I have I'm one already. Right. I have a druid robe that I can wear. But you got to wear that with your and you get it embroidered, maybe with Reverend. Juan. did you get a new name or are you still Juan? Like, uh, yeah, I don't know how that works. I think I have to go to the, cause then I have to go to the social security office, change my name and all this shit. So I don't know. No, but I mean, within the order, like a, like your, your Christian name, you don't got to change your name on paper. Yeah. Just you are in that, in the church. You are now, you can pick a name, dude. Fuck That's it. What I'm saying. That's what let's, I'm saying. What, let's pick your name right now. Reverend cage. <laughs> how dare you? That's blasphemy right there, dude. That legit, like, you know. Hail Nicholas Cage. Nah, bro. Not today, dude. You fucked up. Nah, I didn't. You know bro. you fucked up. Dude, I, you're going to got his son's coming after you. That beautiful Viking warrior man. He's coming for you. He's man. gorgeous, right? Gorgeous. His eyes are piercing. He's beautiful. Let's pull him up here. Hold on. Let me check it. Oh, do you know who we're talking about? Who? Nick Cage? His son. Son. His son. Google's. I'm gonna, I'm gonna pull him up now. I'm gonna pull him up now. Watch, watch. You can get your mind blown. What's he that looks like a Viking Cage movie coming out where he plays himself next month? Yeah, dude, we gotta, we gotta pirate that shit and do a live stream and watch it. Look at this beautiful man, bro. Look at this. Oh my this god, he dyes, he dyes his beard or his hair. No, it's gorgeous. No. You hate. 
No, I'm not hating. It's just how it goes. You good, Mark? You don't think, you don't think a man could be that beautiful? I mean, Mark is, he, is, he, is almost is, that beautiful. Is he transitioning? <laughs> no, dude. How dare you? No, I'm asking because he's beautiful. Okay, that no, that go back, go back. He's rugged. That's better. I like that more. As a Texas man, that's what I'm all about. Right there. As a Texas man. <laughs> yeah, that's what I like to see. Hey, you want to wear his hat, young Bronco? <laughs> I want him to wear his hat and then wear me. Yeah. What? On his face, bro? Is that what you're talking about? <laughs> Look at oh that. My Look at that, bro. He's fucking gorgeous, son. Oh, my. That's like a young Nick Cage. And versatile. That's gone in 60 seconds right there. Yeah. Wow. I'd be gone in 60 seconds if he walked in the room. Wait, this is okay. Yo, Mark, is your is your mic coming through? Can you talk? Yo, Mark, some braille. Some braille over there. Yeah, we can hear that. Can you talk <laughs> so we can hear your voice? Your beautiful. Can explain all the. <laughs> that was my voice. All right, good, 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 good. Yeah. So we got everybody in here. But yeah, this is this is Weston Cage. Yeah, he's gorgeous. Man. Oh my God, he's like a. If Hunter Biden Yo, didn't, how baller is that, bro? Look at that shit. The most baller. That's Gucci. Is that a, is that a mink? Is that a mink he's wearing around his neck? It's gorgeous. Wonder what that. Wonder what that ring is though. He's wearing. Oh, right. dude, you gotta zoom in on the ring. That, if that's Illuminati right there. Oh my gosh. Wow, what a beautiful man. I had no idea Nick Cage had a son. What is <laughs> Look at that photo. <laughs> Okay, Chris Angel, anybody? Chris Angel? Dude. Whatever happened to that guy, Chris Angel? Oh, he's still in Vegas, dude. Still yeah. doing shows. Longest really? running show. Yeah, but beside behind Carrot Top, he's the longest running uh regular, you know, resident uh performer in Vegas. What the fuck? That's crazy. This guy is is the reincarnation of Thor. Look at those fucking arms, dude. He's a martial artist too. He's right up Mark's alley. Mark has so he's a, a Martial like, artist, model, magician. He is. Actor. He is. Here's his thing. He's an actor, musician, martial artist, and a spiritualist. You, you can't leave out the spiritualist in there. Dude, are you going to get him on the show? We've written to I'm him, but he doesn't write back, bro. <laughs> Dang. He'll come around. He'll be here one day. Yeah, one day he'll come. Oh, back. that's an eyes wide shut mask right there, dude. He's got the sun. Yeah. He's got the two R's, R and R, you know. Rest and uh, relaxation. Yeah, Illuminati confirmed, <laughs> dude. This guy. Yeah, wow. I think I think it would be dope to have him on, but again, Cage is Capola. This is what this is this is his his magazine, supposedly. I love he this has. guy. He's got a magazine. Wow, dude. His hair is just so perfect. Every, I mean, and it changes so drastically. Look at that. Yeah, look at that. <laughs> wow. Oh, dude. dude so he's so cool. dynamic. So dynamic. He is. He's. Uh, you can really see his father in that last picture, the one of him oh, upside down. This one? Yeah, you can. Yeah. Oh, that needs to be on a shirt, dude. That's the first Illuminati confirmed t-shirt, dude, right there. <laughs> we print it upside down. It'd be so sick, man. What? Done. Fuck you guys. Fantastic, dude. That's amazing. Look at him, dude. I think other podcasts are trying to hit him up. Look like, hey, dude, if you're up, hit me up. They're jealous. Dude. They know we know. They know that we know, bro. 
We want to talk to daddy. What was the picture that you commented on, bro? I saw you commented on a picture. One time. <laughs> it said, said, tell your dad sup. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> tell your dad I called. Tell him to call me back. Yeah, this stuff is funny. Um, Kyle, uh, what's the craziest shit you come across on your podcast? How many episodes are you in now? Um, well, well, straight episodes like with the guests and everything. I'm at like 54. I just put out 54 today. But I total episodes, I probably got around 70 because I do live shows sometimes. I used to do an actual beer review with my co-host where we would uh, get some craft beer and uh, you know review them. Uh, but I'm I'm down a co-host now. So it's just me. And so I'm trying to readjust, trying to reevaluate and while still continuing to interview guests and things like that. So um, craziest shit I've come across, dude. Yeah. Um, so one of the craziest theories I've heard was that the whole climate change thing is actually to uh, bring back the antediluvian climate so that the lizard people can thrive. <laughs> yes. So, like they actually want it to get warmer, but they don't want it to get too hot. So they're, that's why they're trying to stop it. Now, yeah. because you know, by the time they stop, you know, we stop climate change, it'll be at that perfect temperature for the antediluvian climate, where like the Nephilim and lizard people roamed, and so they'll—it's actually like a perfect climate for them and bad for humans. You know, there's actually enough more carbon and things in the air, so that that blew my mind that theory. Um, and then uh, obviously there's some you know crazy stuff out there. What's up with the flat Earth, though, Kyle? I saw you yeah, were so stoked about putting this thing out with flat Earth. What's up with that? Oh, that was I went on another guy's show. We did a little swap cast. He uh he he, he thought I was a flat earth expert, I guess. <laughs> and he just was like, Hey, come on and talk about flat earth. And I was like, Okay. <laughs> and so uh went on his show's uh, Moral Bob of uh Hidden in the Hidden in Plain Sight podcast. Hail Bob. There it goes, Bob <laughs> again. Hail Bob. <laughs> Uh, and it, dude, we ended up just talking about like the nature of, cause when you get into flat earth, you know, you ended up, you kind of just default to like the nature of reality. You know what I mean? Cause you realize what you're being lied to about, you know, uh, Wait. I'm still on the fence on flat earth. Uh, just cause I, mm, I don't know, man, I'm trying, I, I don't want to jump in too far, you know, and not be able to come back. How but much, think, what's your percentage of flat earth are you? I'm like, I'm like 35% flat earth. Uh, and then like, 40% hollow earth and then the rest like hollow being a sphere i don't know yes they can, they're they they're not mutually mutually exclusive right cuz you could have hollow oh, yeah. in the flat earth right like if it's like you yeah cuz it's like choppy at the bottom it's like a disc right right but so, that's just floating through time space or is time and space not real I don't know, dude. That's see, I can't get it encapsulated fast enough where I can get a picture of my head. Like sometimes I need somebody to like, just tell me. So think okay, of a frisbee, bro. Thing, just in and then space. there's a rock underneath, and then somehow there's a dome underneath, and that's keeping out out what water. Well, we, think we, like we, a snow globe, right? Like a snow globe. How there's the dome, and then yeah. there's the base, right? Yeah. And it's flat inside. Yeah. Maybe like that, if that kind of helps you visualize. Like that's flying through time and space. Yeah, I don't think that. I think that's the biggest holdup for me. Is that we're when you see that model of the solar system with the earth and the moon flying around and then this flying around the sun and then moving, you know, that's what throws it off for me. Cause I'm like, there's no way that's all happening. But what's beyond that? I don't know, dude. I think we're, I think this is a special place. I think, uh, but I don't know, dude. Cause so it's I look like an alien ant farm for humans. <laughs> it's just like, we got right. You've been hit by, you've been struck by. Yes. But what's beyond that? 
I don't know, dude. I don't think we'll ever really know. Just the, bigger aliens? Infinity, like, I in think. Ant farms for those aliens? Well, have you seen um, Men in Black 2, I think? Yeah. This is the way that it ends. Like, this is what I'm alluding to. It's like levels within levels within levels. Yeah, I think that's entirely Wasn't possible. Wasn't it a marble that we were in? The cat's oh. on the cat's collar, right? Yeah. This is what I'm saying. It's like one of the old sayings is there's turtles all the way down, just meaning it's like kind yeah. of inception. Yeah. And so that's what I'm saying. It's like, like I understand what you're saying. Maybe it's a, the G is just like with between the levels, right? It's between levels. So we're at one perspective. Animals got a different perspective. Ants got a different perspective. Microbes got a different perspective. Calcium has a different perspective. I understand that. Planets have a different perspective. So it's levels within levels. Like that makes sense. But yeah. I'm saying though, if it is a flat earth and there is a goddamn bubble over the shit, what's beyond that motherfucking bubble? Oh, so, the, uh, and I'm not subscribing to this, but and if if we're going off of that, I would say it's like water. Water. You know, space is like a liquid rather than a, a, a empty vacuum. You know, there's some sort of, uh, I don't know. It, it, it's it's a energy, I guess, or antimatter or, and shit. Yeah. And but we've never matter. been there, though. But so we wouldn't really know that because we've never been to space. Because here's here's what I'd say about that. Either we've we haven't been to space, or we've been a lot farther than they they say we have. You know what I mean? Either we've been throughout the entire solar system, possibly throughout the galaxy, or we've never left Earth. Because I, I have a th I, so so this is the thing that gets me about flat Earth, and we were talking about Tartaria and flat Earth the other day, and I brought up how there's more evidence for Tartaria than than flat Earth, and some guy in the comments was like, "Oh, I was listening until the misinformation." Listen, listen, you fuck, and you know who I'm talking about? That person that that person that commented that shit. I've literally had Mark Sargent and David Weiss on my fucking podcast. So as far as not knowing about flat Earth, I know about it. Now listen. It's very easily discredited. Build a fucking rocket, get on the rocket, and launch it into space. And you'll see if it's flat or not. If you get far away enough, it'll get small enough to go, okay, well, it's a globe. Or, okay, well, it's actually flat. That's it. Tartaria, on the other hand, an ancient lost civilization, which there's evidence of, that is like tangible physical proof. The guy was like, there's infinite, uh, infinite, things for evidence and i go what that okay nasa's fake okay whatever all all government organizations lie we know this they're lizards what's next oh well the curvature well you know that airplanes they go and hide behind the horizon for a reason okay so that there's obviously some sort of curve there they hide behind the horizon all this shit like what else oh well the stars are a projection system sure maybe <laughs> But just build a rocket. If you have enough mon monopoly money, you could build a rocket and just shoot yourself into space and see it for yourself. And that's it. Tartaria, on the other hand, we're not ever going to really know there was a Tartaria or not, but there's physical evidence for it that could say that says otherwise. So that's where I'm on the line. Now, Hollow Earth, 100%. There's a fucking Hollow Earth. Yeah, dude. And 100%. I think Tartaria is also much more interesting than yes. Flat Earth, in my opinion. It wait, 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 wait. Hollow Earth, 100%? Bro, yeah. there's fucking un Darren. Look up. I'm gonna look it up. Darren Kuyu. There's underground cities. Yeah. Full underground cities underneath the earth that the people have. Dude, built. every uh, they say there's, like Vesta, there's a huge. That's Darren Kuyu. Yeah. Yeah, and they got uh in uh, Prague and in uh even in Barcelona, there's like areas of the city with the glass over it that you can look down and see the ancient stuff that's about fifteen. So check 20 this out. Under. This is Darren yeah. Kuyu. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
And this is a full underground city like this. There's just caverns underground. Okay. And this but is that's only not hollow earth. That's hollow earth. Bruh. No. No, no. So the the thing, okay. So the whole thing behind Hollow Earth is that underneath the the Earth is not solid. So who's to say if you have Edmund Haley, the guy who came up with Haley's comet, concave Earth, he was the first one to talk about having a Hollow Earth. Now, he talked about that there was a concave Earth, so there was a sun inside. Yeah encapsulated right. within our, our and then the, mm -hmm. the entrances at the north pole and south pole you mm -hmm. have admiral bird talking about the entrance at the mm -hmm. south pole that where he fought nazi mole people and mind you edmund haley from haley's comet okay a very smart individual talked about concave earth and it's just the center in the sun the two openings and then us uh uh like a globe in that one and then a, a concentric circles he's like layers Layers, and that, like an onion. that kind of plays into the Atlantis theory too. Yeah, concentric circles and things like that, that. You know, maybe it wasn't lost to the sea, but it actually went. You know, they the, those people, the 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 society, the people went into the sea, quote unquote, to Hollow Earth. And then you look at like that model of like the core and stuff that you see in like textbooks. I mean, it it makes. Like that makes I don't know if that's what you're looking at, but like they they don't really know what's under the earth. They no, just they say, don't. oh, we, we shoot sound waves down there, and it says this is the mantle that's like lava. You really think the earth is just like liquid magma all the way down, or a solid iron core? I mean, it it's I don't know, man. So you I don't have know. the central sun, right? That's what they're talking about. The city of Shambhala. You have Agartha. You have this 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 race of highly intelligent so you have like mammoth's cave system is one of the longest cave systems ever we don't know where it ends you have these these cave systems even in vietnam that when that one live stream that we were doing where there's full ecosystems within these cave systems so who's to say that there's that there's a reason why they don't want us to go to the south pole okay and when you go to the south pole there is supposedly you know, uh, where the South Pole is supposed to be, it's not the real South Pole. So they're hiding something. There's a reason why all these elites are tweeting about meeting up in Antarctica. What are they talking about? Yeah, and that plays into the flat Earth thing because they say that the South Pole is like the ice wall around the whole Earth. Yes. And really, it could just be a barrier of entry to the hollow Earth or to the lands beyond. I don't know. And Dante's Inferno. I mean, there's again, there's stories about this where they talk about entering uh, entering again concentric circles within the earth and underneath all that is where these highly evolved races of entities have lived so yeah it's in our it's in our cult our pop culture everywhere too you look at uh like the Ge gears of war games there's like yeah. all these demons under the ground or whatever that are or the locust or whatever and then more recently the even the fucking godzilla versus king kong dude that movie's all about flat earth dude Real, flat earth or hollow what, earth hollow earth i'm sorry hollow earth dude you can do both you can do hollow earth and flat earth the even same pacific time. rim yeah wait, yeah wait wait hold on you could do flat earth and hollow earth at the same time maybe maybe that's yeah. what, i'm not saying it's i'm not it's not mutually exclusive okay i just need a picture i need somebody to draw me something so how does this relate to hollow? Because they come out of the world, right? They come out of the earth. Uh, that's where King, like, so the, they're the titans, right? Or the 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 whatever the Japanese call the monsters or whatever. 
Mm-hmm. There's a word for it. The Jaiku or whatever. The Kaijus? Kaijus, yeah. They are from the Hollow Earth. Uh, yeah. King Kong's throne. They act, So in the movie, it's sorry if I spoil it, but they go down to Antarctica and they enter Hollow Earth and they bring King Kong back to his like ancestral homeland where he was actually like the king underneath the earth like he had a throne and everything there was like cavernous and what's interesting is how when they like it talks about like that that two lands right so there's like earth on the surface and then you go down and gravity actually inverts so they have to fight this inversion so they come down and then at a certain point they have to that it flip gravity flips it's super so like the the crust underside of the crust is actually the inside the the ground they're walking on the inside because the sun is in the middle where if you but if you fell into the hollow earth you'd have to keep you'd fall into the sun right if you fell into the hollow earth so the gravity actually flips once you get inside and they had to have like a special ship or whatever to get down there but king kong just fucking jumped down there and you know whipped around and he was on the other side of it whoa he's a monkey dude he could do shit like that yeah that's exactly why because he was a monkey he could do it great movie though i watched it three times it's like a it's like a, a wink and a nudge and also a middle finger to conspiracy theorists because they hit everything, dude. They hit, uh, uh, like they ha- like the the hero in it is like a conspiracy podcaster. Oh yeah, yeah, I heard about that. Yeah, it's great, dude. And then you know, so you, you got Hollow Earth, you got government lies. I mean, they, there's it hits so many things. Great movie. Kyle, would you say you're fun. more or less of a conspiracy theorist after having chats with all these people? Uh, more than I was before. I mean, that's for you to you tell me. Um, probably, yeah. I, like you I, believe well, a lot of this shit that you're. I mean, because sometimes, like we, you know, sometimes we play a little skeptical too. You know, like I want to hear a good story and everything, like the next guy. But I always try to play, be skeptical, especially with something new or with flat Earth. I, I definitely ask the questions, you know. Yeah. And um, oh, is there an echo? Is that on me? Who's that on? I don't know. Maybe me. Uh, so is that you, Mark? What was the question? I'm sorry. <laughs> How much with the with the with the talking to these uh, you know, fringe people, fringe topics, whatever you want to say, like, how much of it like stuck to you? You know what I mean? Are you coming back out like the other end? Like, nah, I don't believe any of it. You coming out like, yo, this shit is, you know, mad sus in every direction, or like, you know? Like- well, I'll just say that our our uh, collectively our batting average has been pretty good. Yeah. And I think especially over the last two years, we've really hit like, you know, batting a thousand like, when it comes like, to like, like the, the COVID narrative and things like that and okay. the digital dollar, World Economic Forum, things like that. Not you. Yeah. Okay. Um, but I mean, I think the other stuff like Flat Earth and Tartaria, like that's really just fun. You know, it's fun to explore the different possibilities because here's how, you know, once you find out that the news and the schools and the government has been lying to your to your whole life. Yeah. You really got to just question everything, you know, yeah. what I mean? and I, yeah. you know, I don't take a hard stance on a whole lot of things just because, you know, uh, it's good, easy for anybody can make good points and have, you know, good ideas Yeah, uh, and, and be on opposite sides. And when I have a guest or someone on, I always try to ask the um, opposite, you know, because my mom watches the show. Right. So I always try to ask <laughs> like questions that I think my mom would have, you know, cool. yeah, like I would be like, well, what about that? And she's coming around, you know, she's she's woken up to a lot of the, the bullshit and stuff. But what is that, dude? And that's cute. Bro, so the Mariana Trench, right, is the deepest part of our ocean. 
And there's animals like this existing in the Mariana Trench, okay? Where they're fucking aliens in real life. Uh-huh. So 100%, dude. Hold on, the, let's we, clarify the 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 who's fucking aliens in a marijuana trench? We all are. <laughs> I need to translate. I'm 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 looking out for all the New England listeners who don't understand Juan's thick accent. Mark, what there's are you smoking few, on, dog? What are you smoking dude, that crap over there, dog? Dude, there's a few things that Juan said so far that I'm like, hold on, I need to clip that and make that into a sound effect. But tell us a bit more about this marijuana <laughs> trench and who's fucking aliens inside yeah, of it. The Mariana Trench is the deepest okay. part of our one of our oceans. Marinera. The Marinera. Marinera. And there is animals like this in there that, that look this is an it's alien. It's not a Pokemon. It's a Pokemon. No, that's, that's the jellyfish from Finding Nemo. The Dumbo octopus. Okay, there there are things like at the bottom of our oceans that look like like have you ever seen a manta ray on mushrooms? It's an alien dog. It's an alien. How do manta another another wanism? How do manta rays get access to mushrooms? No. <laughs> I'm just gonna keep decoding your phraseology, Juan. While I think it's brilliant. If, while you ingest mushrooms. If you look at a manta ray, this is mm. an alien. Look at this. Look, this Dude, is amazing. That, those are the craft that fly out of the ocean and go into space. Literally, it's look. No, Dude, that's what people see. It's not a, a spaceship, or it, it is, but they're manta rays. They, they go down in the ocean, they fly around Earth, and they go into space, into the water in space. They just go from water to water, you know? Whoa. Can we get a picture of the manta ray's mouth? Wait, Again? What? wait, Kyle, what? Whoa. <laughs> Well, that you. So we're going back, I guess, to you know what's outside of space in the flat Earth model or whatever. Uh, well, in the Bible, and I'm not a, a biblical person, but you know, it's a it's an ancient text. It says God separated the waters from the waters, and people think that means like the land, like the continents. Whoa. But other people think it could mean like the seawater from the water yeah. around, like in yeah. space, like yeah. it's there's the the atmosphere or whatever, or the the dome. Or whatever is that separation oh, of water waters? Makes sense. Yeah, yeah. And so you think what the fuck? Fly outer space? Well, we've you've seen those craft, right? Those uh, uh there's a term like a acronym for them that they're unidentified submerged object. I think U.S. Yeah, but they, yeah, but they also can fly. It's a type of craft that can fly in water, air, and space, allegedly. Mm-hmm. And that's also in the Godzilla versus King Kong movie. They they have one of these crafts. That's how they get into the Hollow Earth. But uh, it's like it, it's it can fly in all all terrains. Have you guys seen this? The Baltic Sea anomaly. Have you guys seen that? It's yeah. like Millennium Falcon, dude. Yeah. Holy shit! The bottom of the Baltic Sea. Oh, the- what the fuck is that's it? No, that's a, this is not it. But the actual like scan the- of it. For the audio listeners, it looks like a fossilized UFO on the bottom of the ocean. Yeah, kind of like Millennium Falcon shaped. Mm-hmm. So we don't even know it's the bottom of our oceans, let alone what's they're going to tell us what is. You know how many miles there are in a light year? Seven trillion miles in one light year. So how can you even wrap your head around that? Okay, so we've established that NASA is shady. They're lizards. There's only one organization, right? That 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 is is this gatekeeper of space, being NASA, because all the all SpaceX space. and and all these other entities they operate through NASA. NASA pays them, 
and NASA being the government, 100%. They're shady. But focus on the bottom of our oceans first before yeah, going yeah. out to understand Mars, Pluto, Jupiter, Saturn, well, all this stuff. And you'd think if they really wanted to learn more about the oceans, they would take these billion, trillion-dollar telescopes and just turn them back at Earth <laughs> and look down. You know what I mean? Like, if you can look through a billion light years with these fucking telescopes allegedly you should be able to see through a few miles of water you know what i mean mm -hmm. and really see what's going on Absolutely. but i don't think they want i think that's where the big a big secret has always been in the ocean dude and maybe it's atlantis or or just like like mermaids or some shit i don't know let's see here check this out the japanese atlantis atlantis yanaguni yeah bro the Yanaguni, yeah, the monuments. Check this out. This is underground. The government says yeah. this is not nothing to see here. They don't want you around here. They, oh, they're saying this is nothing. This is like they this is natural. This. They said this is natural. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this is natural, and this is at the Devil's Triangle, where there are spottings of UFOs, USOs, ships this, that go missing, ships that go missing. Dude, that's There's a star, like the right? Bermuda Triangle of Asia. Oh wait, there's the uh, what's the the uh, the road, the Bimini Road too? Yeah, I'm that's in that Bermuda one. Triangle. Yeah, Bimini the road. Yeah, that's 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 Bermuda Triangle. Right Show there. you a Bermuda Triangle, son. Bro, we got the shades. We got the shades on now, dude. Everybody's strapped up with glasses on the podcast. <laughs> if you're not listening via video. We do some live streaming. Juan's got a fucking YouTube channel. Oh, wait, we're live right now. Uh, that's what StreamYard says. I don't know. No, no, we're not live right now, bro. But I'm oh, planning. I'm planning okay. on doing another live stream soon. I I found a way to do it on Instagram. I want to check it first before I want to check the cropping how it looks first before I do it. But my next live stream is going to be on YouTube and Instagram. But yes. Tune in for Juan's cropped stream where he's dressed in a crop top. Crop tops only. We're going to be putting this on Patreon and Rockfin too. So everybody who wants the video version of the show, support us. Uh, and also support Kyle. Kyle is the host of the Big Dumb Podcast. Hi, I'm Mark, host of a lot of different podcasts. I feel like I missed out on the beginning of this podcast. So just butting in with a quick little intro here while Juan gives us a slideshow. You self-promoting son of a bitch. Yeah, and I totally forgot to start recording on my end, so someone's going to stream the audio. Oh, I'm not recording on my end either, Juan. You better be recording on Yeah, your I'm recording end. on StreamYard, both audio and video, and recording on my Roadcaster audio. Cool. Thanks. Oh my God. Professional. Hey, oh my God. Look For audio cool. listeners, Juan is in juicy sweatpants and a crop top. Uh, <laughs> he's looking very much flash dance right now. It's uh, sexy. Mm -hmm. And he, uh, he got a new cutout of Nick Cage in <laughs> in the nude. Oh, no, I didn't. I wish. I wish. Hey, so look up. You should look up, if you want to see aliens under the ocean, look up the mantis shrimp. Oh, look it up. Mm. This yeah. thing's fucking nuts, dude. That's the only uh, thing that can, like, break through uh, the glass of a aquarium, right? Oh, wow. dude. It, it can basically, it's hands. It's fucking, it's got some. Like UFC, bot, like this thing could take Mike Tyson. Its hands can no, punch can't. so fast that it can, like, it, it, it's what? so fast yeah. it boils the water around it and no. creates a flash of light. Yeah, bro. Yeah, but like if Mike Tyson was swimming next to it, he would just grab it and crush it. It's well, got, like, proportionately, if this thing was right. life size, we'd be fucked. It's got right the power of a 22 long rifle, the, yeah, the strength exactly, of, of it. 
and oh. its eyes, it can see like an infrared and x-ray and UV, but it also can wow. see 14 colors. So humans can only see red, blue, and green, right? On the spectrum, like in the, a mix of those. So imagine uh, 11 other colors that you, you can't imagine. And That's now, what I'm saying. Do you think you could see stuff that we can't see, like aliens, man? How would we even know that if we can't see the colors? That's what I'm saying. I don't know. The science will trust the science, Mark. Come on. The no, but, I'm, say, but I'm saying, like, if this thing can look at infrared, let's just say, for example, or ex- infrared's probably a bad example, actually. Damn, but let's just Juan say doesn't follow me on YouTube. In another thing, yeah, right? Can it see? Are you guys <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> you don't have a pro podcaster mic like us, so it's easy to talk over you, Chris. I'm sorry. <laughs> but he's got I the just, shades on, dude. I just about enough of your shit. Gla- you all got glasses on. We needed glasses. What's the problem? I can't yeah, we're just it. trying to fit in. So Whoa, I'm saying, okay. can this shit see other shit that we can't see? A hundred percent, dude. Look at those fuckers. Look like at those what? eyeballs. Like your dead uncle or something. I don't That's know. That's what I'm Ghosts. saying, right? No, Ghosts. yeah, I can see like uh, different light spectrum. So like UV and infrared. Uh, extra. I mean, I'm pretty sure it's got X-ray vision, but also on the color spectrum, it can see colors that we can't. Mm. Allegedly, but look at that motherfucker. <clears throat> so cute too. They're only like a few inches long. So I have a story with one of these. I have a friend of mine who has aquariums and he has a saltwater aquarium. And one time he bought, I think, some coral or something like that. And he put it in his tank. Didn't think anything of it. And then it turned. he starts looking. He had a really expensive fish in there. The fish started turning up dead. He's like, why am I fish dying? And apparently lodged in one of the corals that he had gotten was a little shrimp like this. These shrimp need to be in special in special tanks because they, they need to be at least two inches thick because their their hit is so powerful they can crack tanks and yeah, homeboy was killing all his fish just bop, oh bop, my bop, God. Bop. well and so they, there's two different <laughs> kinds there's kinds with the clubs like that like see those fucking hammers on his arm and then there's another kind that has spears so it's got like little fucking swords on its arms and it just oh look watch oh oh knockout dude Ooh. oh my god punch that motherfucker all right, but we are on a, a audio base here. Boys. Oh, sorry. So we're uh, we're describing a, a shrimp that's punching things. Yeah, the yes. shrimp has got hands like no other, and it just punched the fuck got out of the crab. Boxing gloves on. It literally and, uh, looks like boxing sweat band. So, so do we think like gigantic ones of those are like out there in space? Maybe. Ooh, Perhaps. Good question. Talk about the Big Bang. Maybe that's what started the Big Bang. Oh, light. Check this guy out. He catches one and it hits him on the boot and it makes him bleed. Through it, the boot? Through the boot. Yeah, look. It's right there. Crack your boat in half with that. And dude, watch bleeding. your nuts, dude. Watch your nuts, dude. Oh, he killed it, I guess. Yeah, I don't want to show the blood because I don't know what. Oh, this is. That's what? crazy, dude. Punched through his boot, but he put the dead carcass right next to his crotch. That's not a smart move. The homeboy's bleeding. These things are powerful. I saw a movie where the premise was all these people got these uh, special gifts, like an animal would have, but only for a second or something like that. And uh, somebody got the special gift to do some shrimp thing where it made them go and like kill everybody. Uh, I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure I've heard actually heard of this. It like create. It's like it's faster than like speed of sound or something crazy right and it like it's makes like a bullet it's like a yeah and a bullet so yeah. check this out there is this thought experiment it's called bolts bolt oh dude i heard Boltzmann you talk brain. about this and 
what it is, right? Because because Chris brought up the idea that maybe there's these things in outer space, like Lovecraftian yeah. great old ones, if you Lovecraftian, will. Lovecraftian, totally. Where, according to this thought experiment, with the vacuum of space, and I think it's called something, something, it's got to do with thermodynamics, and how everything is always... What the fuck was that? How everything What's is... That? I don't know who that Ghost. was. How everything is always coagulating and coming together and how everything is atoms. This thought experiment states that if that is true, depending on the conditions in the vacuum of space, potentially there could be a brain that forms. And even for a split second, for a very split second, it could be an entire lifetime of a person with memories and everything for a split second. As soon as it comes all together and all the neurons connect, it just dissolves back. So who's to say that there isn't some sort of space shrimp out there that co coagulates from nothingness and just because we don't even know what antimatter or matter is. So right. who's that to say plays off this trip. like fractal idea where, you know, things kind of like what Chris said with the, you know, turtles on top of turtles on top of like, you know, yeah. just layers and layers and layers, you know, who's to say that there's not, you know, as above so below almost where things that form here naturally uh can also be forming beyond naturally uh you know above us or below us i mean you look at a a, a micro a, a bacteria or something it's got what looks like a factory running inside of it i mean and then we mm -hmm. literally like assembly lines to you know mitochondria is powerhouse of the cell uh, that's all you learn in school and uh it literally looks like a factory at least in the pictures i don't i don't fucking know but you know, and then now we have factories here on Earth. It's crazy. Look at octopus, bro. Octopus are the raddest animal ever. They're one of the most intelligent. They literally fit through anything and they camouflage. That's amazing. Look at that. They and just... they can change their texture too. Like, whoa. Did you, there's a documentary on Netflix, like My Octopus Teacher. It's incredible. I heard he was just trying to fuck this octopus. <laughs> Should I watch it? He does actually get it. He, he gets pregnant. It's crazy. What? Does he fall in love with the octopus? No, he gets pregnant from the octopus, though. It's crazy. Okay. So you should watch it. Okay. Look at this thing, I, it bro. just looked kind of weird to me. Like, it seemed very sexual. <laughs> no, dude. What? He just, like, alien. at the end of it, like, respects them because they're so incredible. Like, oh, what the fuck is that? That's not an octopus that just went in there. Yeah. Oh, so they can change their texture like that. That's nuts. That's crazy, bro. Look at that shit. It's Cthulhu, bro. That is Cthulhu. Look, he's got horns, and then he doesn't. His horns go away. I mean, that is Cthulhu. Oh, my God. How fascinating is just the world we live in? The the the, the world we have now is so fascinating, but yet these elites want to shoot dicks into space and want to figure out whatever is out there for God knows what. When there's Great segue. Like, when there's things like this. In they want to kill us, dude. Yeah, well. So the octopus can take over. Wow. This is only happening on this planet. Oh, a hundred percent. You think so? Like yeah, what? Um, what thing is only happening on this planet? The elite? No. I think Jesus came back to Earth and he wrote a book. And he's God's son, and this is a very special place. No, I don't believe any of that shit. I bet you this happens in every fucking direction forever. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Totally. Oh, so shit. check this out. This is a cuttlefish, and there's only one species of this everywhere okay so whenever you see a cuttlefish Whoa. it's just this species and check it out bro look at how, how crazy 
It just it change morphs. So who's to say that there's not some highly intelligent reptilian race? Whoa, Juan. That, what if that's how Bigfoot gets away from everybody, bro? He's interdimensional, bro. He's no, he's got this special he's octopus camo. Look at that. Look at that. Yeah. Oh, shit. For the listeners at home, this is the video version. We just saw a cuttlefish eat up, just fuck a fish up. You need and, to take this goddamn thing off so we can stop watching this, bro. What are you doing? I can watch this all day. It's amazing. Oh, Illuminati confirmed. Black and white tile. Cuttlefish is a lizard, people. Illuminati confirmed. Look, he's going to yeah. try and camouflage with it. And he kind of sort of does it, but not really. But look at his skin just working away, trying to find the right pigments in order to blend in with his with his surroundings. So, oh, so this is an experiment. They're trying to get it to yeah. see if he... Go he check for, look, he forms a spot on himself. So who's to say that there isn't, again, how the, the, the light spectrum that we can see from our eyes is only 0. 0.0035 of the light you, spectrum. I, I've insane. never seen this video before. This is absolutely insane. Yeah. The gone zebra. Yeah, he goes on he goes on to here and he and he kind of he kind of looks like it. I mean he's he's doing a good Maybe he's good, can only do like natural He's a good boy. He's he's doing a good job. Look at him. He's just he's chilling. Just sitting, looks like a fucking dog on the couch. <laughs> it's Cthulhu. <laughs> it's Cthulhu, man. Cthulhu's a good boy. But this world, this world is a sci-fi world that we live in, and there are things that we don't even understand or even begin to comprehend. So who's to say that? There are things out of right how uh, my whole theory on Bigfoot is that when the flood came and Atrahasis or Noah or whoever you want to pick, depending on which story you follow, when the when the flood came and the war, right? So when God flooded the world, he killed everything on it. That's how we get demons, because energy can never be destroyed. It can only be transformed. Wait, so what? this is how you really feel about this. Listen, law? there's listen. All the eat right when God wanted to purge the world of evil, He destroyed it with a flood. According to the law, the first law of thermodynamics, energy cannot be destroyed; it can only be transformed. So when He killed all the evil things, right, the Elohim, the 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 all these chimeric creatures, the 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 harpies, the minotaurs, all these things that came about from the Elohim and the Nephilim, He created demons. So that's the evil energy that we have in this world today. Now, when he did that, I believe that something held on to that boat. And as soon as the flood receded, just dipped. So that's how we get Bigfoot because he's divine. Whatever the Elohim and the Nephilim had sex with, which they procreated with, had divinity because there were divine, there were fallen angels. They were divine. And this is in the book of Enoch. This is in the book of Genesis. So Bigfoot is a descendant of the Nephilim or the Elohim. And he does have some divinity within him. So that's why he's able to transcend dimensions. And that's why we never see him. That's why we never see bodies or anything. Well, if you, I'm not discounting that. I think there's some validity to what you just said. But in, wouldn't that make us divine as well? Even we though we aren't necessarily, I know, but can we not transcend dimensions like in Bigfoot style? Or is his power yes. just crooked in a way that he can do that because he kind of, it's almost like fallen valor, you know, like he, he, uh... So check this out. The book of yeah, Enoch, right? And the reason that that's what the elites don't want you to know. I, I do think that life back then was like Harry Potter. Uh, language was magical and all this shit. So in, in the book of Enoch, when Enoch is taken up to this upper consciousness, heaven, whatever, and it's run by El. You have the Elohim, you have the Watchers, you have the Nephilim. 
The Watchers are the, exactly that. They watch the alchemist, the great divine artificer, whoever you want to call him, at work, creating and uncreating reality. The Hindu Trinity is where we got the, the Christian Trinity from. Their deity is the destroyer, the creator, and the maintainer, or some shit like that. When Enoch, at the end of the book of Enoch, the first Enoch, when Enoch is done being taught all the things from the Elohim and the Nephilim and all this stuff, he turns into Metatron and he creates and maintains reality. So that's the same thing with us. If we're able to harness this gnosis, we turn into this ent this higher entity because we have the divine spark within us. Through gnosis, through sacred knowledge, you're able to become your own living God. And that's what they don't want you to know. That's why they keep us in prison with all this other bullshit technology, social media, division, political parties. My car make is better than yours. I have more money than you to keep you busy because what do they do in North Korea? They keep 75, 85% of the population hungry so they don't revolt. They're too busy trying to survive. We're too busy right. trying to survive spiritually in this realm that we're not, we don't ever achieve that higher level of consciousness. How the, how Helena Blavatsky talked about the ascended masters, these entities of higher consciousness that they just fucking float, bro. They don't even they don't even walk. They just float. Uh, Pythagoras was omnipotent, bro. He was a deity, dog. He was traveled and he learned all the secrets of all the Eleusinian mysteries and all these mystery schools around Egypt, India, the Buddhas, all this shit, bro. And he understood numbers and he could hear the music of the spheres. That's why he was in tune with the fucking world, bro. This is what it's all about, man. We, they don't want us to become Metatron. Okay. They don't oh, want us to know. know. I didn't know that uh, Enoch became Metatron. Yes. Metatron is listed as like one of the fallen angels, correct? He is this entity that is responsible for reality. He's one of like the archangels. He's right. He's, he's just, archangel. yeah, he's just, it's got all got to do with sacred geometry. But the moral of the story is that after learning this, these secrets that these divine entities were teaching him a man, because God swooped Enoch up. He was like, come with me. He was the only one of the two people in the Bible that got swooped up without having to die. And he mm -hmm. went up there and they're like, yo, this is what we're doing. Look, and he was he talks about how he's around these angels. And that's why it's not canon. It's not in the canon, because as soon as they saw they were reading it, the the the, the original church fathers and the council and I see they're like, man, this shit is trippy as fuck. Like, we don't want them to know about this, that they can become their own divine being. Nah, fam, let's throw that out. Just non-canon hide mm -hmm. that in the Nag Hammadi or in the Dead Sea Scrolls just throw that in a cave somewhere and don't translate it for over 40 years because they ain't got to know about these secrets we're gonna run this shit the establishment and we're gonna broker this experience and they have to pay us in order to achieve that di divine status but hey they're gonna die before they even get there so that's the conspiracy right there organized religion at its core is fucking the conspiracy you know well they've been the power rulers for millennia dude i mean at the end of the day those it all goes back to those are the ones who had the power you know so it makes sense well and our fucking elites are in their own kind of weird sick religion at some point in some sense you know what i mean yeah they're they're yeah it's all it's all cult as fuck bro it's it's it's, it's what it all is it's all a cult and they but again, divide and conquer. What do they do? They divide so they can control a little. And even within religion, you have denominations that they can't even agree on one final thought. One part of it. Yeah. Yeah. So exactly one part. So at the end of the day, we are all thoughts fighting with each other. You know, ideas, intellects fighting with one another. Because what are wars fought for? 
oh, I don't like what you said or I don't like what your people are doing versus you what fuck my, my bitch. Yeah. So literally, literally thoughts, thoughts, bro. <laughs> thoughts. So that's crazy. That's full circle. Hey, you're welcome for the genius shit on this end, bro. <laughs> but Some seriously, genius. well, you're not ordained yet, though, dude. So, uh, I'm already a pope in Discordianism. Contrary, we just had him uh, ordained by Reverend Ivan Stang himself only a Ooh. few hours ago. So, come on, All let's right, go. Kyle. Let's go. You are blessed, Chris. You are blessed, brother. Kyle, you are talking to two holy men and a degenerate mystic. <laughs> oh shit! I need to get on y'all's level then. I, right. what, what can right. I do? What can I do to ascend? Forty-four ninety-nine. We gotta eat beans for a year, dog. Dude, you gotta hit us back. You gotta smoke up some frop. Hit <laughs> the frop. No, you can't, Chris. You can't eat beans, bro. You what? can't. Pythagoras said you can't eat beans, dog. There was. <laughs> Listen, I'm serious, bro. Listen, th these 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 ancient mystics were on to some next level shit. What do they eat? What do they eat? They were they were on a strict very vegetarian diet. They they only ate certain types of fish because Beans they understood that every single living entity is an angel, a life trapped in this realm. So yeah. by you killing it, you would you would fuck its chance up of it ever ascending. So yeah. That's why the Cathars and the Bogomils only ate certain types of fish that didn't procreate. Okay. And Pythagoras said you can't eat beans because they resemble a human fetus and you're essentially uh, conducting cannibalism. So Didn't Pythagoras die though. So it's like, you know, everybody still dies. He knows all this shit and it's like dope. Like I agree. It's like all super high level, interesting, yada, yada, yada. But I'm about to hit you with some shit, Chris. But enlightenment is the goal at the end of the day. And maybe they achieved that, but they didn't become immortal. They still dead. So I'm gonna hit you with some shit, Chris. Okay. I'm gonna hit Holla. you with some shit, bro. Holla. Did you know that there are animals at the bottom of our oceans that live forever? They're uh, immortal. I bet they no. don't eat beans. What? So the conspiracy is that they're spraying in our air, and they don't eat beans, 100%. They're spraying in our air things in order to that's bro that's why in all these sumerian kings lists they ruled for hundreds of thousands of yeah, years. yeah like 800 years or whatever right i saw that come on you know there wasn't no global what warming back then. in the air what are they spraying well chemtrails for one well i know that but i mean for what to make us like the fish that live forever big no, pharma is here to keep you sick keep keep you coming oh, back yeah. you're a number oh, yeah, yeah I no i agree they're poisoning us in the sky i just didn't know if it was to benefit someone else's longevity well, i don't think so yeah as long as they keep you suppressing that that lower energy vibration that's what supposedly these, these lizards thrive off of that's yeah. dude i think the conspiracy behind space the space force is because they want to go to saturn because saturn is controlling this simulation through cymatics you're on some david ike shit bruh i'm dude, telling cymatics. you i blew someone's mind with cymatics the other day i was like look at this shit and they were like what yeah, this the, it's already known that sound affects things on a molecular level. Like at a, dude, at you a, talk to your water, dude. Like you just tell your water, "Hey, baby, I love you." Dude, it's as you scary. guys, as you guys started talking about cymatics, my girlfriend hit the sound bowls that are in the place that we're at right now. So, That's dope. synchronicity. Shout out to Liquid Death. Thanks for the box. Shout out to Tara mastering the sound bowls. That's right, Tara. Shout out to Tara. So, anyways, uh sound does affect matter on a, on uh you know on a deeper level 
And the Pythagoreans, Chris, believed in metempsychosis, which is the transmigration of your soul. So depending on how you were in this life, you would be reincarnated eventually as something else, depending on what you were in this life. So if you were a shy, timid person, they would re you would be reincarnated as a deer or as a as a rabbit or something. If you were like a, a mean, evil person, you might be uh, reincarnated as a, as a wolf or something with teeth, you know, something nasty, evil. So, again, they, that's why they believed in eating a vegetarian diet and not killing it. Why do you think I have a cock on my on my hat? Nourish your cock, Chris. Remember what I told you, bro. Thinking. Nourish. So, Juan, do you eat a vegetarian diet? Fuck no. I'm here for <laughs> I'm here for a good time, not a long time. Okay. Oh my god. There, that's, I think that's what Chris was getting at five minutes ago before you hit him with the knowledge. <laughs> I think you're wearing a cock on your hat because you're showing what team you're on, bro. <laughs> team cock, bro. Team of Braxis, son. Team of Braxis, bro. <laughs> Was, was Braxis a giant dick? No, Braxis was a no. He was the cock-headed god. Yeah, no, yeah, I know that. I know that. Yeah, cock-headed, cock-headed, bro. <laughs> That's if so you combine rude. the cock with this, I'm I'm reaching here. If you combine the the chicken with the snake, you kind of get like a limp cock. <laughs> Depending on what kind of snake, bro. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe if it's a cobra, hard cock for yeah, sure. Hard cock, bro. So it's all about the serpents. Be as wise as a serpent. That's why they said that. Wow. You really tying it all together. The Naga, the Naga people, bro, there were serpents. That's why when you go to these Hindu temples, they had giant serpents. The Nagas, the Naga people. Again, What's these, the other the, one? What's the Mexican ones? Quetzalcoatl? Quetzalcoatl, the feathered serpent. The yeah, serpent right. symbolism is everywhere. And the reason is because it's tied to the divine feminine because snakes don't need a mate to, to procreate. So Yo, have you guys watched Conan the Barbarian lately? It's all about snake cults, bro. Yeah, because cool. Immaculate Conception. If you don't need a male to procreate, you've you oh, have dude. the Immaculate Conception. Oh, that's that's why it's like it's it's considered the uh like the most like a divine animal in that way. Divine oh, that feminine. Makes sense. Yeah. That's because that that means it's like the uh what's the thing that the uh the the uh uh Satanist the Baphomet uh, the tits and everything. It's the same thing, right? It's both of them. Mm -hmm. Oh, cause well, dude, there's, we're coming up on a, in an age on, on our, in our world with our technology. I was in high school and my, uh, one of my science teachers told me that that at this time, this was 10 years ago, that they were working on, uh, they could take a, a skin cell from a woman's arm, like just a skin cell or whatever, and reverse engineer it into a male sperm cell with her DNA, hundred percent her DNA and inseminate herself. This is what I'm saying, dude. It's like if you guys think or anybody thinks that this shit has has gotten to this level inside of like a thousand years, supposedly, and this isn't happening everywhere through space, like I think we'd have to be joking ourselves. Yeah, well, right. Because it seems it takes it doesn't take us this long. It took a thousand years to make fucking email out of nowhere. I mean, this is crazy, bro. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You're telling me Jesus was banging rocks together a thousand years later. We got fucking iPods the fuck out of here dog well like somebody you, you know what i'm saying it's like dude, even a hundred years ago we were banging rocks together. that's what i'm saying like another 500 years from now we're gonna be a fucking ipod we're still you know banging I mean? rocks bro we're still moving that rock and banging rocks we're still doing all that shit bro this is what the scary this is this is the scary part i feel like if we keep going at this trajectory we're all gonna get uploaded into some like aliens well, ipod you know what i mean <laughs> I, I don't think you're wrong and i think juan made a good point earlier 
but I, I want to counter it. He said that they use this technology to hold us down. I think that our technology can actually be extremely beneficial to us as a society, but it's in the wrong hands. You know what I mean? Transhumanist. No. Yeah. These fuckers want to put us in a computer. I'm like, no, no, no. We have a mate. We've had amazing technology for decades where where we could, we could stop quote unquote climate change. We could have free energy, energy. We could, we could live in a free and open society um, where there are no wants or needs for anybody, but you can't control people that way. So the technology while it is holding us down right now, it also can be our saving grace. You know what I mean? It really can. And I think it just, we got to get the technology into the hands of the people and to the people and into the hands of those who want to help us. You know what I mean? Well, like don't trust Elon Musk, dude. He's not here to help you with anything. You know what I mean? It takes the dragon to slay a dragon and it takes a demon to kill a Ooh. demon. Okay. So here's the thing with that. There's enough movies about this shit where the AI takes over. Okay. The AI is the one we want to stay away from because how Elon Musk wants to put us. They all want to live forever. That's why the Egyptians were so obsessed with the afterlife. That's why they mummified all their bodies because they want, they thought that they could come back later to bring their bodies back. Right. They understood that the body is only a vessel. Now, when it comes to these guys that want to live forever and they want to put you in a fucking computer, who's to say they're not going to control you as soon as they put you in that computer? You're that of much course, easier. Man. There's viruses. That's the whole, like black mirror idea, yes. dude. You're going to like get sucked up into this thing where it's going to be like, dude, you want to live in paradise forever with the people that you love her? No, motherfucker. I want to die and go to Valhalla with the rest of my dead people, Brett. Like, <laughs> what the fuck is you talking about? Like, you know what I mean? Think about it. You're going to be in a vacuum cleaner forever, bro. You know what I'm saying? It's not going to be tight. Yeah, it's not. And that's why, again, these great minds of back then, you had Francis Bacon writing about the new Atlantis, where it was this utopia of enlightened people. It was this this only certain people, right? Like Plato's The Republic. Only certain philosopher kings could be ruling. Only people, Only certain people could procreate. Only certain musical instruments could be played. Only certain arts could be portrayed because they understood that all this shit all this sound, all these things talk to, talk to people's souls on a deeper level. And you can't inspire people because they're yeah. going to want to revolt. They're going to want to break out of the matrix how Neo did. That's what, We're all Neo in the matrix. We're trying to figure out the knowledge to break the fuck out. Yeah, man. It's enlightened, like the enlightenment period. What was it all about? It was all about music, art, poetry, yeah. coffee. Quadrivium, yeah. Rel- architecture, Rel- trivium, quadrivium. Science was part of that too, mm-hmm. man. I mean, the, the technology advancement during the Renaissance was equal to the art. You know what I mean? And I think it's because the it's the, the ability for the mind to receive those messages. You know what well, I mean? Well, we were talking about this before. It's like different things have different consciousnesses, right? In, in Plato's idea. So you've got mineral, you've got plant, you've got animal, you've got human, you've got planet, you've got et cetera, et cetera, right? It's like, how do these things relate? Like to what you just said, for example, think about it, right? Yeah. So Dude, where does one start and one stop? Like, are you evolving up the ladder? Are you devolving through the ladder? Is there a fucking ladder? Is it just a project? Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's weird. You start putting that Plato spin on it. And Plato, what he was talking about in Republic is essentially an illuminated population and an Illuminati mm-hmm. kind of situation, which is remember Eon Flux, that movie, they yeah. live in this utopia that's controlled, right? That is a specific ideology pushed and all the other people squashed, right? 
Dude, it's the same type of thing over and over and over again. These people want to rule because they think they're better than other people. It's fucking weird, man. It's hierarchy. It's it's human it's, nature, bro. It's human nature. We want to because I think some people at some point are just lazy and they want other people to tow the fields for them. You know what I mean? Make the bread, stupid. I'm hungry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. So because this it hasn't changed. We're all still on the same OSX 10. Nikola Tesla, OSX 10. Everybody that's ever lived, OSX 10, apparently. It's not getting better. Wait, that's an operating system? I'm just about? saying, yeah, it just seems like we all got 10 toes and 10 fingers. Like, you got the same material. You were made of the same shit that, uh, you know, like, Gandhi was made out of, for Christ's sake. So how come some people get it and some people don't? And then the people that seem to get it that are on top, they want this, like, system, this illuminated Right, and then they 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 like then they hide all the information again. Bad, right, sorry. it's weird. It just seems to be the same thing that's kind of like cyclical. We we find it in every continent, in every culture, in every religion. There's the esoteric and the exoteric. It's weird, dude. We just kind of there's those concentric circles again. It's like I think we can fucking find pattern in all these things, and that's why you know you guys think I'm a bit of a skeptic, but it's like I just find <laughs> bullshit in everybody's. Sh- situations like it's not that i want to it's just that like a lot of it just seems like horseshit to me then you show us a shrimp that can break the speed of sound or whatever it's fucking pits and it's just like mind-boggling you know and it's like what how where else does it go you know you'd have to imagine that it goes in every direction you know you'd have to right i mean fuck dude what are we within like i think that's the real question it's like as above so below bro but then what are we in? Are we in a video game that's projecting just for you? Are you on a piece of fucking checkerboard flying through time and space with a bubble on half of it? <laughs> is there a hollow earth on that thing? Like, you know, I just feel like sometimes like these grandiose questions are like kind of skimmed over at this fast level by all these facts that make them true. And at some level you're telling me that you got fucked by a demon in a cave in Tibet. And it's like, okay. <laughs> You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So that's that's all the time we got today, unfortunately. So we'll wrap it up here, and we're going to have to continue this conversation. So f- tune in next time on the next episode of Dragon Ball Z to figure out what Chris has found out about the hollow earth. Is it a flying frisbee throughout space and time, or is it a fucking volleyball throughout space and time? Are we in a simulation? Who the fuck knows, but... Catch you next time on Illuminati Confirmed. Kyle, Kyle. Can, can you plug your social media once again for the listeners so they can yeah. plug your work? Yeah, real quick. Thank you guys so much for uh, letting me hop on with you guys. Chris, it was great to meet you. Mark, Juan, a pleasure as always. I'm Kyle with The Big Dumb Podcast. Catch me on Instagram, The Big Dumb underscore podcast, and on all podcasting platforms. Appreciate you guys very much. Thank you. Hail Bob, and send me your links, Thank Kyle. Thank you, brother. Got you. Awesome. That was fucking great.